All right, and welcome to our annual tradition here at Voices of Wrestling, our massive, gigantic, unbelievably long WrestleMania weekend preview podcast series. I'm Rich Krejci alongside Mr. Joe Lanza. Joe, what's happening? Hello, Mr. Rich. We got a lot to go over here because there's 50 shows. I counted them. If you count uh, Raw and SmackDown, the unofficial number is 50 wrestling shows. My God. (laughs) Between Wednesday, what's Wednesday, the third or whatever, whatever Wednesday is, and Tuesday, there are 50 wrestling shows plus the Hall of Fame. Plus, I don't know, is Jim Ross doing spoken word nonsense? Yes. Yeah, I was going to get to that. I was going to get to that later. We have uh, we have some right. live podcasts, some spoken words. We got access. We got you know WrestleCon. We got a Bullet Club block party. We got DZ. You're not going to the Dolph Ziggler and Friends with Dolph Ziggler at Caroline's on Broadway? Didn't even know that existed. <laughs> it exists. We'll talk about it later. But we got all of that. But we need to go over the entire schedule here as we uh, introduce uh, the series. Of course, over the next uh, few parts of the series, you're going to have uh, breakdowns of basically every single show that's running on WrestleMania weekend uh, with various members of uh, the Voice Wrestling staff. Uh, so we discuss uh, the shows in length. We, we we go on different tangents. We go in wild different directions. But uh, I think you'll enjoy it, uh, and you'll have plenty of audio uh, to get you ready for WrestleMania weekend. But uh, Joe, let's let's get right after this because it's going to take while to do this anyway as you said wrestlemania weekend kicks off wednesday april 3rd pizza party wrestling is our official introduction to wrestlemania weekend uh from the phil sheridan building in ridgefield new jersey 7 p.m uh, we have a written uh review or a preview i should say uh up at voices wrestling.com as well we also have of course an audio preview of that in this series as well we did get to, a, to the bottom of it joe we know officially now the pizza that will be served at pizza party wrestling are you ready to hear it? Because I know this is this top of mind for you as 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 a, as a New Jersey, and you want your 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 city represented well and your state represented well. No dominoes for Pizza Party Wrestling. I can't confirm that though. So, uh, the official pizza provider of Pizza Party Wrestling will be Dante's in Ridgefield, New Jersey. It's a minute away from Pizza Party Wrestling. Do you know anything about Dante's Pizza? I know nothing about Dante's Pizza. All I know is if you're holding a wrestling show called Pizza Party Wrestling in North Jersey of all places, <laughs> the home of Tony Soprano, the home of the most densely populated Italian-American area in, in the United States, okay, you can't have chain pizza. That was my concern. I know nothing about Dante other than that's an acceptable name for a, uh, a pizza establishment. And uh, yeah, I thumbs up to that. As long as it isn't chain pizza, if it's coming from that area of New Jersey, it's guaranteed to be good. So nice job out of Pizza Party Pizza there. Uh, pizza yeah, so, Party Wrestling. Pizza party <laughs> yeah, wrestling. So Jack and I, uh, Jack Beckman, who, who did the preview, we extensively get into pizza as well as like, we did a Yelp search of the pizza places in like a t- like a two-mile radius of the sh- the Phil Sheridan building. And Joe, I'm not kidding, there were 25 places. It oh, was, yeah. un- there was two unrelated Dante's pizzas too. <laughs> like, yeah. they're not, like, so, and and Dante, the, the official Dante of Dante's pizza is some barrel-chested, bald, like 55-year-old Italian guy. So I think Oh, perfect! That gets the thumbs up too. He's like he like he looks like he's only done bench press. Like he goes and works out, but he only does the bench press. He's never done cardio. He's got hairy arms. He's bald. It's perfect. It's exactly what I want uh, out of Pizza Party Wrestling. But uh, the 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 kind of the the surprise here, uh, they are not providing pizza at Pizza Party Wrestling. You have to purchase uh, Dante's Pizza, so no free pizza. Oh, all right. Does that hurt right. or, or help Pizza Party Wrestling? They said it will. They said it'll be affordable. So hopefully it'll be cheaper. But that you know, I was kind of under the impression you were getting free pizza. But I was under the impression you're going to walk in the door and they're going to hand you a slice. But now that I think about it, that would have been a 
big time money losing venture. <laughs> yes. Dude. Well, well, that the idea was that they would give you free pizza if they had Domino's, because then it's like whatever, dude. It's like a fucking two dollars a pizza. You know, when we when we order seventy of these things, they give you the next forty for free or whatever. That made sense to me that if it was going to be Domino's or whatever, that they'd provide the pizza. But because it's a it's a local establishment, a minute away, looks like they have good pizza. I, I was I was we were we were extensively looking at their uh, their their Google images and whatnot. And it looks good, so it looks like solid pizza. So the understanding is that yeah, we can't we can't afford to buy like fifty you know specialty made pizzas and, and and give them away for free so you can you can buy slices but apparently uh what they say is they will be affordable so that's all that we have to know about pizza party wrestling we also have at 7 p.m on that wednesday april 3rd upwa undeniable i did the preview up at voices of wrestling.com and joe i wanted uh you and i to talk a little bit about this upwa undeniable show from the wayne pal building in wayne new jersey now i don't know my uh, geography all that well where is wayne new jersey in relation to where all this other stuff is going to be going down uh, listen, it's not exactly a hop, skip, and a jump. Uh, you know, you're gonna be uh, you're gonna be uh, traveling a little bit. You may be familiar with the popular band Fountains of Wayne, uh, who got oh, their name. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, they got their name from a. Uh, it's basically like a uh, what? What would you call it? Actually, it's a, it's like a fountain store uh, that used to exist in Wayne, New Jersey, where they sell fountains and lawn ornaments. You know, that kind of place, uh, lawn furniture, that sort of deal. It's called Fountains of Wayne. That's where the band got their name. That establishment has closed down. Don't go searching for that WrestleMania weekend. You're not going to find it. Fountains of Wayne no longer exists. I don't even know if the band still exists. Uh, it looks like they uh, they're still kind of hanging around. I'm sure they just you know they could pop in do a Stacy's mom and get paid like you know five bills. So I don't blame them. Then that, that's a that's a good life to have. So even if they're not actively making music anymore, oh, it says they 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 were inactive now in 2013. So maybe the, the Stacy's mom's residuals finally uh, cashed out there and they decided it's over. So. So the store is dead and the band is dead. Yeah. Uh, but the city lives on. It is in North Jersey. I mean, it's in the general area, but uh, you know, it's it's not exactly right next door to Manhattan, is what I'm getting at here. Um, but yeah, so the, that's uh, the what do we got? The UPWA show, and this is one that we're going to go into in a little bit of detail here. Yeah, a little bit of detail here uh, as far as the matches. So uh, the main event was supposed to be LA Tank, who is or, or La Tank. I don't know if it is. they capitalize LA, so I believe it's uh, it, it's La Tank. Uh, UPWA. He's the heavyweight champion. He was going to be defending against Robbie E, which seemed a little bit weird since Robbie had like debuted as a manager in NXT. But it was like, ah, you know what? Maybe he's running out all of his bookings. We now officially know that he is off that show. Uh, so Robbie E will not be there. Uh, we do have Ricky Reyes, which is a nice uh, blast in the past. That Ricky Reyes is the cruiserweight champion. Uh, he's going to be defending against James Anthony, Billy Gunn versus Victor Andrews. Uh, UPWA tag team titles. Uh, Team Espana, which we've talked about before. Jose and Jose B uh, is going to be against the American Pitbulls. Stars and Stripes. Buff Bagwell and the Patriot, man. They are together again. Uh, last time they were together, 1995. Uh, some random episode of Worldwide was the last time Stars and Stripes got together, but they're doing it here. Uh, and also the Dirty Blondes, uh, Leo Bryan and Mike Patrick. Uh, American Murder Society versus Tough Guy, Inc. Uh, the Chris Master is going to have a Master Lock Open Challenge. Uh, Big Deal Craig Steele against Mikhail Mosley. Uh, UPWA Women's Championship, uh, Corinne Mink versus Mercedes Martinez versus Nyla Rose. Uh, and then a few other matches here and there. 30-man Battle Royal, apparently. <laughs> There's uh, somehow going to be 30 additional people on the show. Uh, a match with the winner of the 30-man Battle Royal and some other matches along the way uh, as well. But, uh, yeah, what do you make of this UPWA Undeniable show? This is an eclectic group of talents. Um, you've got some... First of all, this is a North Carolina promotion. 
So they're, you know, uh, coming up here to run this show. They're using some of their own talent. They got their heavyweight champion there with Tank. They got their cruiserweight champ with Ricky Reyes. They got some of their local guys like uh, Mikhail Mosley. They're using some New Jersey indie guys like Big Deal Craig Steele and Team Espana. They're using names from the past like uh, like Stars and Stripes. Yes, that's Buff Bagwell and the Patriots. <laughs> The Patriot was originally supposed to face big deal Craig Steele, but then they moved the card around a little bit. I have no idea who's replacing Robbie E. Uh, you know, Sonny Kiss and Nyla Rose from AEW are going to be on this show. Santana Garrett is advertised for this show. Uh, the Dirty Blondes from MLW. So, you know, listen, you know, because there a worse way to spend a Wednesday night when there's, you know, nothing else going on. I guess it's head to head with the pizza party, right? It is. Yeah. But, 7 p.m. Uh, is, is both pizza party and UPWA. So. Yeah, so I mean, look, if I'm from out of town, I don't know if I'm going out of my way to try to trek to Wayne, New Jersey, to the police athletic building to find this show. But if I live in New Jersey and I'm in the area and, you know, uh, fuck it, uh, you know, why not? It's not that awful of a lineup. You've got some decent names on here. And, um, you know, I, it's the 30-man battle royal. I don't know what they're going to be filling that with. That might be an eclectic group of uh, shindy talent to entertain you. But, uh but listen, there's worse ways to spend a Wednesday night than uh, with Buff Bagwell. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you're if you're coming in early on Wednesday, it, it I, I both of those pizza party and uh, undeniable are both some pretty good choices. Uh, there, we'll move on as well. Seven thirty, you got Battle Club Pro's Women Crush Wednesday. We did a preview of that. So it's up on the website as well. Uh, Russell Pro, uh, you got the Russell Pro show, show too. Uh, the does funny equal money, Joe? Uh, I will ask. <laughs> first off, does funny equal money? Yes or no? No. No, well, we hope so. <laughs> Russell Pro hopes so because they are running Does Funny Equal Money uh, at eight thirty on Wednesday, April third. The uh, the card is is an interesting one here. You got Santana Jackson versus Pat Buck. You got a tag team gauntlet match: Kevin Matthews and Falaba versus the Blue World Order versus Jose and Hosby. Jose and Hosby. How, wait, hold on a minute. <laughs> they're going to be busy on, on Wednesday. I just realized that that they're uh, they had a double booking there, but I guess uh, I guess they can get out of uh, UPWA. On uh, the first hour or so, and then run over to uh, Rahway and, and Wayne are pretty close to each other, correct? Not really. Um, uh oh. <laughs> well, they're double booked. I mean, I look, notice that. But here's the thing it, it's New Jersey, so it's not like anything's four, four hours apart. Right. But okay. in, in New Jersey terms, you know, they're not exactly neighboring cities. But yeah, this goes to tell you how <laughs> wild WrestleMania weekend is and how many shows there are where Team Espana. <laughs> is getting double booked the same night and they've got to tell one promoter, look, I got to go on early because I got to be in Rawway for my other tag team gauntlet tonight. So they're in two different tag <laughs> team gauntlets, gauntlets on the same night. On the an same hour night. apart. Unbelievable. WrestleMania yes. weekend, baby. WrestleMania weekend 2019. We got, uh, so Jose and Hosby, uh, the Shook Crew Breakfast Club and Massage Force is your tag team gauntlet match. Uh, Bird Box match, Sean Donovan versus Buster Jackson. Swoggle versus Dan Maff. Uh, Kikitaru versus Bobby Wayward. Swoggle. Oh, sorry. I already said Swoggle versus Dan Math. Uh, Team Tremendous versus Demon Bunny, Allie and Rosemary. So Allie will be resurrected many times this weekend. She's popping up a few times uh, as well, even though she uh, she died on uh, on Friday. But the very unfortunate death on Pro Wrestling. But she's be back. What are we even, what are we even doing here? <laughs> Matt McIntosh versus Johnny Clash versus Jake Manning versus Anthony Bowens. And <laughs> uh, then your main event, Santino Morella and Cole Cabana versus Heavenly Bodies, Desirable Dustin and Gigolo. Justin, well, funny equal money for Rev Pro. Or I'm not Rev Pro, Wrestle Pro. Sorry, uh, on Wednesday, April third. Okay, so obviously, <laughs> you wouldn't catch me dead at this thing because this is the antithesis of everything I want in my wrestling. Um, if you're into a goofy, funny pro wrestling show, 
It's not like you lack options this WrestleMania weekend, since that's like all of it. Uh, but this one is specifically catering to your tastes. I would say that of the promotions running on Wednesday, that WrestlePro is the most established and uh, promotion um, of, of the four or five promotions that are running that night. So you're going to get a professional operation. And I will say this, they're giving you what's advertised. You know, you've got Santino Morella and Colt Cabana and uh, Team Tremendous and Kikutaru, the master of comedy. You've got Swoggle. Uh, so, you know, you got a bird box match, you know. So, look, if you're into comedy wrestling, this really isn't that bad of a lineup, you know. And, and you know, you've got all the PWS, uh, the PWS, the old. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to cause heat here. The old, you got all the Wrestle Pro standbys. You know, Heavenly Bodies are regulars there. Matt McIntosh. Um, you got uh, Team Espana, as we've already noted. Bobby Wayward. Uh, Anthony Bowens, who's actually a legitimate prospect worth keeping your eye on. If you do go to this show, uh, keep your eye on Bowens. Matt McIntosh has been a, a, a very good local wrestler for a long time. The Heavenly Bodies, of course, have gotten work with Impact and Global Force Wrestling. And and uh, this is their home promotion. And, of course, Pat Buck doing the new Buzzkiller gimmick. And uh, in all seriousness, he he put out that tremendous. I don't know if you saw it, Rich, but he put out a tremendous video putting over his new gimmick. Um, you know, which is something a lot of wrestlers are doing now. They're going out there and just self-producing these promo videos, and it was, I thought it was excellent. So, um, you know, you, you get a chance to see him work in his new gimmick. But uh, but yeah, this is going to be a comedy show. But I can't sit here and kill the talent. I think there's a solid talent lineup here. Blue World Order, Falaba. So a lot of wrestlers who, um, you know, are accustomed to doing comedy wrestling. Man Scout, Jake Manning. So, uh, and, and Allie, who, of course, is dead. So, you know, um, if you're into that sort of thing, this is probably the play if you're in town early Wednesday night. Because, again, this is also the most established promotion uh, uh, that's running that night as Absolutely. well. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's got the talent. Like you said, it, is, it has the comedy talent. It's just, yeah, if that's not what you want out of your wrestling, you're not going to like this. But if you enjoy the comedy, like, they, they bring all the heavy hitters. Like you said, your Santinos, your Cole Cabanas, your, your, your Swaggles, your Kikitaru's, like, they're all there. So it, 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 it's it's good in that respect. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I'm good on that one. And also uh, on Wednesday, uh, Murder Mania Night 1, one of their three nights uh, at the Lucky 13 Saloon in Brooklyn. Uh, confirmed talent, Ophidian. Also, the Ugly Ducklings will be facing the Gym Nasty Boys as well on Murder Mania Night 1, which uh, Murder Mania is like a no-ring uh, deathmatch thing while also like a concert's on in the background. So it, it definitely gathers like a different crowd. But uh, I suppose, yeah, if you want to cap off your Wednesday, you cap off the first night uh, there for WrestleMania weekend, you can do so at Murder Mania Night 1. Now, Joe, you're going to take us through uh, Thursday, April 4th, correct? Thursday, April 4th, kicks off White Eagle Hall. First show of The Collective is the independentwrestling.tv family reunion. Uh, we reviewed this one, um, uh, as, you'll, as you'll hear a bit later. I think it's one of the more underrated cards of the weekend. That's going head-to-head with over at Laboom, Evolve 125. We've got written reviews and audio uh, previews of that as well. At 3 o'clock at the New York City Arena, we have Destiny and Fight Club Pro present Fight for Destiny. At 4 o'clock, back in Laboom, following Evolve, it's WXW with America First Wonderbar. I'm sure I'm pronouncing it. East, 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 East Wonderbar. East and it's Wunderbar, right? What did we East do with Wunderbar, the- yeah. You know, I, I always I fuck up every uh, Spanish pronunciation, but my three years of German could pay off here. So yes, America is wonderful. So uh, 
That, yes. Now that now that show came together late, but I think that like a lot of the uh, foreign promotions coming in, they ended up putting up a very authentic WXW show. Unfortunately for them, uh, I think when they planned to come to New York, they were planning on bringing Walter and Ilya Dragunov. That did not work out. Uh, but otherwise, it's still a very authentic uh, WXW lineup. Absolutely. And, and this is probably a good time as well to mention that uh, the previews that you're going to hear coming up after this introduction were recorded over the course of like a week. Uh, and this WrestleMania weekend was insane in terms of like changes, uh, people being late to announce cards, uh, visa issues, of course, the huge ones being the Dragon Gate visa issue, Pac being uh, another one as well. Uh, so yeah, you're gonna we're gonna do our best to kind of update cards that that either are in complete flux or, or were in complete flux when we recorded initially. So just keep that in mind. That, that I always I always kind of put that little disclaimer there because people are like, hey, you guys are talking about this thing, but that got changed. Like these record over the course of a week because I cannot do you know twelve of these in two days uh, before you know we we leave for many a weekend. So yeah, just an idea that like the stuff you're gonna hear, some of it is gonna be out of date. I think for the most part, everything that we do is is, is pretty good, but there are still a few shows that got put into flux. But we are gonna sort of correct those. Uh, here as well. WXW was not. That was one that we were able to record a little bit later in the in the game, but uh, there are going to be ones coming up here where Joe and I are going to sort of clue you in on the new matches, but then you might hear a preview where we're previewing stuff that's not going to happen now, because like the WrestleCon one, we're like, hey, all the Dragon Gate talent, this is going to be great, this is going to be awesome, because a week ago it was going to be great and it was going to be awesome, but now none of those guys have visas. So, uh, yeah, just kind of keep that in mind that, that some of the stuff you're going to hear coming up in the next, you know, seven or hours or, show, or, or, or so uh, are going to be a little outdated, but uh, that's that's what happens, especially this but, Mania weekend. This Mania weekend was a, a complete disaster. Through the magic of radio, before you hear all of those reviews, uh, previews that are outdated, Rich and I will correct them now. Yes. How about that? So, yes. So you'll so, know, like, ah, those guys, uh, they, they recorded this earlier. So, yeah, it did nice and good. So, Which brings us uh, to one of those shows that we're going to update for you now, which is the uh, uh, Game Changer Wrestling John- Josh Barnett's Bloodsport, 4 o'clock, Jersey City, White Eagle Hall. Rich, some matches have been added since we previewed that. Um, uh, the preview that people are going... This is so awkward. The preview that people are going to listen to <laughs> so weird. in a few hours on this very preview. Uh, but uh, let's just run through the card quickly. We've got Hideki Suzuki versus Timothy Thatcher, Killer Cross versus Davey Boy Smith Jr., Frank Mir versus Dan Severn, Minoru Suzuki versus Josh Barnett, and Simon Gotch versus J.R. Kratos. Those matches are previewed extensively when we get to Bloodsport later in this preview. Rich and I will quickly talk about the matches that have been added since then. Uh, This is the work we put in, people, okay? We don't let anything slip through the cracks. So, Rich, here are the matches that have been added. Masashi Takeda versus Jonathan Gresham. Andy Williams versus Chris Dickinson. And... I don't even know if you've they seen have. They yet. put those together. Yeah, they did put the final two guys together now. I think. Yep. So Dominic Garini and Phil Baroni, basically the last two kids picked on the playground, and they're being thrown together in a match that I suspect is going to be very ugly because uh, Phil Baroni doesn't have a ton of experience in worked matches. And, welp, it's Dominic Garini. <laughs> and the other guy is that. Dominic Garini. So. Uh, <laughs> that Gabe, 2019 Gabe said, you know what? Nah, I'm good. <laughs> like you can, you know, yeah, that's. Yeah. We've gotten in enough trouble burying shit the last couple weeks. Uh, so we'll just leave that Garini Phil Baroni match alone. Uh, Masashi Takeda, Jonathan Gresham. Rich, of the talent that was left over before they finalized the card, these probably would have been the two guys you would have thrown together too, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think this is going to be a super interesting match. And I just, I, I, I'm. I'm just excited to see what type of style they work here. Is it deathmatch style? Is it going to be because it, it can't be like grappling unless Takeda goes out there and like tights and goes out and grapples. Like I'm just excited to see kind of how they structure this match. But yeah, I, I'm I'm all for it. 
And then Andy Williams versus Chris Dickinson uh, rounds that out. Those are two guys who uh, they both look like badasses. I have uh, Chris Dickinson took part on this show last year. So, uh, you know, I have no idea how they're going to do in a work shoot environment against each other. But uh, listen, uh, the Blood Sport show is one that I noted on the flagship uh, that the only reason that I, I didn't consider going to Blood Sport was logistics. It's tricky for me with the rest of my schedule to figure out how to bounce back and forth from Jersey City to New York. Uh, but I enjoyed Blood Sport last year. I think it'll have a different feel this year. And of course, we do have a more extensive preview of that coming up for you. Let's move on to MLW Rise of the Renegades. This is a television taping. This is 7 o'clock, Melrose Ballroom in New York. Rich and I are going to talk about this one in some detail here. We've got, uh, let's talk about the confirmed matches first. As of this recording, we've got LA Park versus Pentagon Jr. We've got a street fight for the MLW World Championship, Filthy Tom Lawler versus Jimmy Havoc, MJF versus Brian Pillman Jr., Sammy Callahan against the Mancer, Mance Warner, Minoru Tanaka versus Daga, Hiho DLA Park versus Gringo Loco, Ace Romero versus Joseph Samael. That, of course, is the former Almighty Sheik. And a tables match with the big feud that's on TV. Hart Foundation of Brian Pillman, Davey Boy Smith Jr., and Teddy Hart versus the dynasty of MJF uh, and his protege, Richard Holiday, along with uh, their muscle, Alex Hammerstone. Rich, I watch the MLTV, MLW TV every week. I have to tell you, this card here, which is also a television taping, um, it's following the storylines. I think one thing MLW has improved on since they uh, first got back on television is the continuity of the booking. That has improved. They used to start storylines and never end them, drop things and not get back to them for a few weeks or a few months. But now that they have a more steady roster and there's less uh, you know, uh, guys uh, dropping in and dropping out, because a lot of the matches here have been well-built on television. Let's start with the MLW World Title Match, Tom Lawler against Jimmy Havoc. The story here, of course, is Jimmy Havoc is the only man to have defeated Tom Lawler in MLW. Yeah, great stuff. I mean, I, I think all told, uh, you know, before I get to that match, this is a very good card on paper. And like you said, if you follow MLW TV, it it, it, it pays off on that, you know, and we're going to talk about some shows coming up, at, you know, this entire weekend that are just like, hey, here's a bunch of matches and we're putting them on. Like, this is not that. This is, these are our stories. These are our wrestlers. This is like, and because it's a TV taping, it does have to sort of follow that continuity and stuff. So so that makes it kind of a positive. One of the downsides is it is a TV taping. And and having gone to MLW TV tapings, having gone to, to ROH TV tapings back in the day, like, TV tapings are tough. Like, it, this might be a, kind of a weird show where you are sitting around for a little bit waiting for the next match to come out or stuff happens that you don't quite know why it's happening because it's being filmed for tv so while the card on paper looks like pretty awesome there keep in mind tv tapings there is also that other just added dynamic that can be a little weird when you're sitting in the audience there watching it live but but all told though i mean it it looks really really good there the tom lawler jimmy havoc thing i'm way into tom lawler uh right now i think he's one of my favorite characters in wrestling right now and and that's unfortunately this uh this show is the reason why i got pulled from blood sport and a few other shows as well but uh it's well worth it because these guys are going to go out there and have a great match you know jimmy havoc's going to give his all uh and lawler is is just so good right now so i cannot wait to see how that pull you know how that match goes and i would assume lawler retains i would i to me it wouldn't make a ton of sense for havoc to win but uh, i don't know it'll be interesting to see how it plays out yeah lawler's gonna retain because he's in this feud now with the contra group which is uh um, his former stable mate simon gotch and uh jacob fatu who has looked incredible on MLW TV. Everyone who was screaming about somebody needs to sign and use Jacob Fatu, uh, they are all just nodding along saying, yep, we were right all along because this guy has been a knockout 
a grand slam home run, whatever uh, tired, uh, you know, <laughs> baseball related analogy you want to use. Yeah. You want any, yeah. Tired sports related. And anal- yeah, yeah. You know, no, uh, touchdown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's been phenomenal. And I got to tell you, there's Joseph Samael, uh, him too, running around with the railroad spikes and throwing fireballs in people's faces. This Contra group has been outstanding. So yeah, it looks like Lawler is going to go into a feud with those guys, so it wouldn't make sense for him to drop the title to Jimmy Havoc here. The L.A. Park Pentagon Jr. rematch, and of course, the war wages on between the Hart Foundation and uh, MJF's new group, Dynasty. So there's a lot going on here. You know, my man Gringo Loco, who has been just tremendous on MLW. I love him. Yeah, his gear, gear sucks, but he's, he's awesome. He could use some new gear and maybe a new gimmick, but God, that guy's tremendous. And they're bringing in Minoru Tanaka. So, you know, look, I don't think you can look, it's going up against some really good shows. I mean, it's going up against the Russell Khan super show, uh, you know, so it's like, but if you do end up at the MLW show, um, look, I I think you're going to be, it looks like a fun night of wrestling. The one caveat, as Rich stated, and he can speak from experience, TV taping and TV tapings can always be a little rough. Um, as we said, though, all shows, you'll hear us blowing through some of them just to remind you they're all going, well, most of them, right, Rich? I think there's one or two that uh, were just so obscure that we didn't Right, but get, everything, uh, yeah, like I, I think 95% for. of the stuff we're going to mention will have a, a written preview up on the website. Yeah, there's a few that slipped yes. through the cracks that, like, literally Re- nobody could preview. make up enough, like, paragraphs to write about them. So, we're, like, yeah, there's, not everyone deserves them, but 95% of them do deserve it, so. Written previews, and then also uh, on this very show that you're listening to, there are audio of just about all of these shows. So the ones that Rich and I are blowing through, you're going to get extensive previews of those as well. Rich and I are just going to stop uh, every couple shows to to knock off the ones that, that Rich and I chose to do. So next up is WrestleMania Access. And the gimmick here, this is from 6 to 10, Brooklyn Pier 12 in Brooklyn. The gimmick uh, for this leg of Access from 6 to 10 is NXT versus NXT alumni. The four matches we have confirmed as of uh, this recording are Roderick Strong versus Tyler Breeze. I'm going to try it. Dominic Dijakovic. Okay, I think, I think so I you, me, and Jack all had different pronunciations. I gave up halfway through and just called him Donovan Dijak. <laughs> you uh, you did well. Jack also did well, but you guys pronounced it differently. So I have, And I don't know if you're right or not because there's no right answer. So, uh, well, good, there's, good there's, there's Dijakovic. There's Dijakovic. There's I think no, he went – what did you say again? Do you even remember? <laughs> you probably I said it. Dominic Dijakovic. I think he said Jakovic is what he went with. Dijakovic, so. yeah. I got halfway through and said, fuck it, Donovan Dijak. <laughs> so well, listen, the three NXT announcers all say it three different ways. So exactly. what's the yeah. difference? He takes on Harper. Now, uh, what do you make of this uh, open letter that Luke Harper put out there, Rich? Did you see this? I did. How it was uh, equal parts like inspiring and then very many parts sad. It was just like... Yeah, that, that is a guy who is frustrated, but trying to make the most of, of, of what's going on. But uh, yeah, I, I, you could see the frustration coming through, uh, you know, being knowing that knowing that your booking uh, for WrestleMania weekend is, is you know, palling over to 7 p.m. at, you know, on Thursday to do this NXT versus NXT alumni thing. Yeah, it's not it's not a great not a great booking for Harper, but sanity versus undisputed era we're left to guess which members of those two factions will be facing each other but i think the uh safe bet on the undisputed era side would be kyle o'reilly and bobby fish yeah and that's the one match too where you're like which one's the alumni oh yeah right sanity <laughs> i forget they're on smackdown i looked at that and i was like nxt for alumni oh right 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 yeah you forget and- <laughs> And then uh, Cassius Ono versus Aiden English, which is interesting because neither one of those men are uh, in NXT. So Cassius Ono, of course, is now NXT UK. 
And Aiden English is uh, the third chair of 205 Live. So um, breaking their rules a little for that one. <laughs> but uh, if you are so inclined, you can uh, take in those four matches and probably many more. I think I saw Akira Tozawa has a match confirmed with someone. Listen, the access matches every year look incredible. Yeah, we're, we're going to break those down, too, because they'll come on the different days. There is some yeah. good stuff, but yeah, there's the caveat, too, that it's, it's being done at access. So You're watching them in a warehouse with belt mutants. Okay, let's not sugarcoat it. Yeah, so, waiting to get waiting to get in line and take a you know a, a picture with their armor on Mandy Rose's you know <laughs> midsection. So like, keep in mind, yeah, that that's that's what we're looking at, or, or holding their you know WWE encyclopedia so Tyler Breeze can sign it or whatever. You, yeah. you know, we're talking about uh, yeah, it's it's and it's, it's and great. it's and it's ten o'clock in the morning, and you've got wrestlers who are annoyed that they're not wrestling on WrestleMania or Takeover. Right, they don't want to be on the show. <laughs> they don't yeah. like being here. So. You, you're very blatantly a leftover, uh, and that's how they feel, and. So so you're not going to get motivated wrestlers. And so just buyer beware. Like if you're at access anyway, That's what I, I said, if you're already waiting in line to get Tyler breeze and Fandango to sign your, you know, your, your WWE encyclopedia, look over and you'll get some good matches, <laughs> you know, look to your left and you might have some pretty good matchups there, but right. uh, I wouldn't buy a ticket to access solely to watch these matches. That's, that's a bad idea. All right. So then we're moving on seven o'clock, of course, at the New York city Hilton midtown, New York, one of the marquee, events of the weekend i would say would you agree rich i would yes yeah even even after all the visa issues which we'll touch on here in a sec but yeah definitely i say if you're not counting uh raw or smackdown this would probably be the third fourth biggest show of the weekend right you'd have wrestlemania obviously uh madison square garden takeover would you put this fourth uh that's a tough one i i I might DDT is an interesting something? one too. I because DDT is what's running up against it, and that's why I'm going there. That that right. one's weird though. I don't know where you kind of classify that because it is a big promotion in Japan, yeah. not as big in America. They're coming in with a pretty good, you know, they've sold out the tickets, which I think is a pretty, uh, you know, an update from uh, our preview, which we're like, hey, there's still some tickets left, go buy them. And then immediately after we after we hit stop, they said, hey, we sold all of our tickets. We're like, okay, great, thank you. But um, yeah, I, I'd say I, I wouldn't argue with you if you said the WrestleCon would be. I think there's some other contenders up there, but Janela. No, uh, J- yeah, Janela maybe has taken himself up to that level. Those those Janela produce jokes. I, I see. I would say Janela or Russell Khan would be neck and neck. I'd put them ahead of DDT because they run every year and they draw big crowds. Yeah, correct. You know, most years, Super Show draws the second biggest crowd. Now that Janela's in the mix, it really comes down to whoever's running the bigger venue because they're both going to sell out. So, look, at worst, this is the fourth or fifth biggest show of the weekend, the Russell Khan Super Show. And, uh, through the magic of radio, Rich Krejci, we have some updates on the WrestleCon Super Show lineup. Do you happen to have that lineup in front of you? I do, yeah. So, of course, uh, the lineup prior featured uh, a, a bunch of, you know, <laughs> Dragon Gate wrestlers. Uh, we should touch on that a little bit. We had gotten word that, hey, something might come down here with the Dragon Gate guys, so beware, get ready. Uh, we hinted towards it. We had people kind of going, oh, my God, what is it? Is it this person? Is it that person? That person? And then the news came out, I believe, Friday that uh, the Dragon Gate guys were denied visas. So no Dragon Gate talents, no native Dragon Gate talent will be on uh, this weekend's shows. And WrestleCon's shows, I think, were hit the biggest because they had the most of those Dragon Gate talents. So they are out. But in their place, uh, we have some pretty good matchups here and a pretty good announcements here. Uh, we got Phoenix, Pentagon Jr., Masato Tanaka, Black Taurus, Jushin Thunder Liger, and Arez. So they were initially, they were the confirmed talent right now. Uh, the Rustic Super Show is usually just kind of surprise matches as well. So uh, we only know like some people that are going to be on there, but not a ton of actual matches themselves. On uh, matches though, uh, right now we have Will Ospreay versus Bandito, uh, Dragon Lee versus Kevinario, and uh, Zack Sabre Jr. Open Challenge as well. So I uh, you know SCU, I think, was announced uh, for the show as well. Uh, I forgot to uh, put them in 
there. Yes, and I forget who else was. There was one other wrestler now that I'm blanking on who was announced, but not not given a match quite yet. Zack Saber Junior.'s wrestling Shane Strickland. That's right. They, okay, sorry, sorry. Yeah, let me update that. They they gave that away as you know, uh, you know, as sort of a make good for the Dragon Gate talent being gone. Look, the two big matches here. Oh, and Masato Tanaka versus Eddie Kingston too. Sorry, yes, let me get that one. They gave that one away as well. Yep, Tanaka and Eddie Kingston. So we know of four of the matches and a bunch of the other talent. They wanted to retain some of their surprises, which is understandable. But as a make good to the ticket holders. Uh, who were expecting to see Dragon Gate talent? They've exposed Zack Saber Jr.'s opponent as Shane Strickland, and they've uh, and they've uh, released the Masato Tanaka versus Eddie Kingston match as well to go along with the two big matches. And really, uh, it, you know, luckily these two weren't affected by any of the visa is- visa issues. Willow Spray Bandito is the main event. It's going on last, and it is one of the marquee matches of the entire weekend. That is one. It's a dream match. It's something that hasn't been done before. It's two of the best talents in the world. And, uh, and and that'll be your main event. Of course, Dragon Leavers, Barbero, Cavanario. So they didn't lose their two highlighted matches, which I think is key. And all things considered, I think they've managed to bounce back and, uh, and book a ton of good talent. And everything they've released looks very good. And we'll get to it later in this show, but I think they bounced back very well with USA versus the world. As well. They did. And, that, and that's a crippling thing to lose as much talent as they did. I think the U S versus the world show probably lost a little bit more than the super show by yeah. virtue of the super show, still having those, you know, quote unquote surprise matches. So we'll see, you know, how it delivers, but I think, yeah, all told they, they, they filled the spots pretty well. Um, and yeah, it's a devastating blow and it's unfortunate that, that it had to happen. And, and we'll see too. I mean, this is going to be released on Monday and there's some people that are wondering, Hey, are these guys are, are you know, are some people going to be stopped at the airport or some people going to be stopped trying to get into the country? So we don't know. This might not be the end of the visa issues, but uh, hopefully it is because yeah, we've lost Pac and, and the dragging it guys as well. But let's hope that that's all that we lose uh, from, from this weekend. So. Also at 7 o'clock, New York Wrestling Connection. They're not running one of their standard shows. They're running a show called A Matter of Pride, featuring a lot of LGBTQ talent. That'll be at Stage 48 in Manhattan, New York. At 7.30, back over at the White Eagle Hall in Jersey City, we've got Interspecies Wrestling. Boner Jam 4, balls out. It's sure to be the best Boner Jam of all time. Would you agree or disagree? Better than two? Two was great, but I think four's got it. I, I don't know if there was other. Well, know. if our loyal listeners keep on listening, they'll hear <laughs> what I think about this show in excruciating detail. One of many shows named after, uh, you know, uh, a dick with the Boner Jam 4 balls out. We've also got uh, several other shows this weekend. Yeah, with, Hog. Uh, connotations. Yeah, we got Hog Culture Clash, right. House of Glory Culture Clash. Got the Hog, that's right. We've got the Joey Ryan Dick Party. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot going on with penises in this uh, in this particular weekend. Uh, 8 o'clock over at Laboom, we've got the DDT show that Rich alluded to, DDT Pro coming to America. At worst, the fifth or sixth biggest show of the weekend just by virtue of DDT being a full-time major league promotion in Japan and it being a sellout crowd uh, at 1030. We've got murder mania night two. And uh, as we talked about with, when we went over murder mania night one, this is no ring. This take place at our wicked Liberty in Brooklyn. 
and these are going to be wild death matches with no ring taking place in a bar full of New York City patrons who uh, may not even notice that it's a wrestling show taking place, to be quite honest. They might yeah. just think it's the normal proceedings for a bar on a Thursday night as Casanova Valentine and Effie go brawling past them and, uh, <laughs> and <laughs> swinging chairs and putting each other through tables. So Yeah, uh, oh, also, oh, pretty- Fleshlight, Fleshlight Suicide's going to be playing there. So just if you want any more uh, sexual innuendos this weekend, Fleshlight Suicide will be at uh, Murder Mania Night 2. I thought Thursday was done, but it's not. I'm not handing the baton to Rich No, yet. and it's the show you're going to. This is the show I'm going to, at least half of it. Uh, 11 p.m., Rawway, New Jersey at the Rec Center, a building that's housed a ton of wrestling over the years. They've got Impact Wrestling United We Stand. That is looking like an awesome card. You'll hear a more extensive preview as we move along. Also at 11 p.m., White Eagle Hall, Jersey City, New Jersey. Rich, there are a lot of fucking shows. Thursday is nuts. Thursday is Um, ridiculous. I hate. I'm so sick of talking about WrestleMania weekend. There's so many fucking shows. God damn it. AIW. The hey, I didn't know they were running this weekend. That's cool. You know, that's news to me as well. The indie promotion, (laughs) that outfit out of Cleveland, Ohio. They are running the Slumber Party Massacre. We may have spoken about this show a little bit. I don't remember that. Did we? Oh, okay. We may have gotten into a little bit of trouble, despite the fact I said, and I quote, exact quote. It doesn't look that bad. For those of you in the back who didn't hear me, I said, and I quote, it doesn't look that bad. But anyway, AIW is running the Slumber Party Massacre, 11 p.m. Thursday at the White Eagle Hall. Wait, there's more. Closing <laughs> out for And you can take a breath. You can finally take a breath in another minute, Joe. So Back at Laboom, as usual, what is this, four or five years in a row now, Kaiju Big Battle graces their presence at WrestleMania weekend. This one is called the 25th Silver Jubilee, 11.55 p.m. on Thursday, of course. They no longer say midnight because the one year they said midnight, no one could figure out which day it was actually taking place on. <laughs> which so, I appreciate. Which As someone the- who's an idiot with time, I appreciate these 11.59 announcements. So It helps tremendously. I got to be honest. It was a smart decision. So 11.55 is the official bell time for Kaiju Big Battle in Laboom. And that is it for Thursday. Rich, I am going to get a very tall glass of water. I feel like I've swallowed cobwebs. I know. I, I, I feel like I just took a handful of sand and shoved it down my throat. So uh, you can take over here and uh, take us through Friday, April 5th. Yeah, so Friday, April 5th, we start bright and early at WrestleCon US versus the World 11 a.m., New York City, Hilton Midtown, New York. Uh, this, again, was another one that got uh, changed quite a bit. So in the preview you're, you're going to listen to later, uh, Mike Spears and I go over how incredible the show is because it's got a bunch of Dragon Gate talent and all this sort of stuff. Uh, not so much anymore because uh, Dragon Gate talent, of course, no visas. But uh, in their place is, I think, a very good card, a very suitable replacement card. Uh, Brian Cage versus Masato Tanaka, MJF versus Ethan Page, Sammy Guevara versus Puma King, uh, the Rast goals versus Australian suicide Adam Brooks and Robbie Eagles uh, Brian Pillman Jr. versus Emil uh, Satoshi uh, David Starr versus Daga Rich Swan versus Jiro Eichmann Kurashia so he finally got in here Eichmann is finally here uh, Adam Brooks and Robbie Eagles versus oh the Hart Foundation sorry that one has got actually replaced uh, and then Black Taurus versus Daga is, is no, 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 it, okay there, so, so it's something it's, got mixed up it, there yeah I forget which okay, one I got it I got it for you Rich it's Black Taurus versus Darby Allen which looks fucking awesome and it is the Heart Foundation against, I believe, LAX. Got it. Okay, the there we go. Sorry, th- things have been updating as we're actually doing yes. this as well. So sorry about that. Yes, correct. Black Taurus versus so, Darby Allen. Fucking incredible. Inject that right into my veins. I cannot wait to watch that at 11 a.m. 
Yeah. So, and originally, you know, the Rascals, of course, supposed to be taken on Red, the Dragon Gate team. That, but they've been replaced by uh, an Australian team of Australian Suicide, Adam Brooks and Robbie Eagles. So, some changes here, some shifting around. I think they've done. I listen. We'd be the first to bury. Listen, as you guys know, <laughs> we'd be the first to bury anyone <laughs> on these shows. I think WrestleCon has done a super job uh, losing Pac then losing to Dragon Gate talent. And you look at this USA versus the world card, and it is it is still outstanding. You know, I don't think they're missing a beat. I think some of the new stuff they added is actually an improvement. I think Taurus versus Darby Allen. Oh, my God, I can't wait. Darby is going to die on that night, and I, uh, that morning, and I can't wait. And, you know, uh, Ikiman from, from Wrestle 1, that kind of fell into people's laps because – he quit Wrestle One. I shouldn't say quit. I don't think he, you know, he gave, uh, uh, you know, I don't think he gave, uh, you know, Muta a Stone Cold Stunner on the way out. But I think he let his contract run out. Is what the deal was, whatever that. But the point is that kind of fell into these promoters' laps because, you know, he he, he was available for bookings all of a sudden. So you slip him in there, and that's something new and different. I don't think a lot of people have seen him live. If you're not familiar with Wrestle One, he is a super charismatic wrestler. He wrestles in a suit jacket. Uh, he doesn't take it off. He wrestles the whole match in the suit jacket. He's a guy we've talked about on the flagship, not a lot recently, but in the early years of the flagship, when Wrestle One was getting off the ground, he was a guy that we were advocating a major push for, but they seem to not be all that interested in going all the way with him. He obviously feels the same way because one of the reasons he said that he's leaving Wrestle One is, you know, he wants to grow as a performer. It's very clear he's not happy that he's not being pushed all the way. Right, right. So Ashino passed him by. And and this guy isn't blind, and he saw the writing on the wall, so he's seeking out new opportunities. And WrestleCon took advantage, and it's a very interesting match with Rich Swan. Rich, this show rocks. I think yeah, this is among one of the top, um, you know, five, six, seven. Maybe I'm not even. Maybe I'm selling it short. You know, shows of the of the whole weekend. Absolutely, and it also is going to feature the Joe Lanza Rich Crage Mega Powers handshake too. So if if that if right. those matches that we listed didn't get you in the door, the Rich Crage Joe Lanza Mega Powers uh, handshake will uh, will definitely do that. We sh- maybe we should talk to them. Maybe they can get us in the ring for that. Please don't do that. Nah, I don't want to get in the ring for that. <laughs> the Black Taurus is going to come and fucking throw me through a wall or something. So I don't want that to happen. So I listen. I want nothing to do with getting in rings or being <laughs> advertised for shows. We're, we're not the, the who's the geek on the AIW show. We're going to get in trouble again. No, I'm um, not even gonna. I'm not even gonna. They have some so. podcast. Guy on the uh, show, Ryan Zane. Yeah, the wrestling for, wrestling with regret. That is the, actually the Black Label Pro. Uh, oh, it's Black Label Pro. Uh, okay. so stop. You know, stop. You know, you, you gotta leave AEW. I'm just saying, <laughs> I, I no interest is all I'm saying. If Brian yes. Zane wants to get booked on wrestling shows, knock yourself out, pal. I don't know anything about him. Maybe he does a great show, but we're not doing our handshake in the ring. Don't even suggest that because <laughs> I don't even want anyone to approach me. That's not happening. Anyway, you may continue. All right, so we got Shimmer 113 going on at 11 a.m. from Laboom. Uh, so bright and early with those two shows at 11. We now move on to 12 p.m. with Shakara Once Upon a Beginning. A pretty good-looking Shakara show, too. A very authentic Shakara-looking show as well. So that's going to be from the White Eagle Hall in New Jersey. Also at 12 p.m., uh, the, <laughs> this, this show, the laughably bla- bad, the laughably lack of effort, the most uninspiring match, or the most inspiring show, I should say, of the entire WrestleMania weekend, IPW UK, running from the NYC Arena at 12 p.m., main event, James Storm versus Jimmy Havoc, just unbelievable, this is what they're running this weekend, just a terrible, terrible card, but... um. <laughs> Yeah, there's no way to put it around. I mean, it's just an awful card with low effort. But uh, I don't know what the they thing. came. Why um, would you come? Why would you come and give this like British shindy card? What are you doing? 
You know, here's the thing about that. You know, the James Storm, Jimmy Havoc main event, the No Rooms Ballroom Brawl, it's all downhill from there, Rich. Like, that's actually like, that the is best literally match. the best. That's the match they want you to get in the door with, is that one. Yes. But uh, we do have a tip, and, and, and we found this out a few weeks ago, or uh, a few days ago, I should say. Uh, general admission tickets are $1. Uh, we pointed it out to them on Twitter, like, hey, you guys know that your tickets are $1. They are aware, and they haven't changed it. Whether that means they want to change it, or if they, it's a happy accident, uh, a feature, not a bug, I don't know what it is. But if you're listening to this right now, and you got nothing going on uh, at 12 p.m., and you're going to be in, in Jamaica, Queens, at the NYC Arena, or in that rough area, you can get tickets for $1 uh, for IDPW UK. Hey, so. Listen, if you're not into Shimmer, and you're not into Chikara, uh, you know, for a dollar... You know, maybe you go to this show. You can't like if for a dollar. It all of a sudden the card looks a lot better. That's not I, bad. I can, yeah, yeah, much. yeah. And if you're gonna go, because uh, Stardom is gonna be running there later in the day. So say you want to get to Stardom, you know, a few hours early. Eh, there's worse ways to spend a dollar than you know jumping in and watching this. Like you know, maybe not. I don't know what the crossover of Stardom fans to James Storm's Jimmy Havoc No Rules Barroom Brawl fans are, but uh, if there are, I mean, yeah, if you're going to be the NYC Arena early, <laughs> getting ready for merge, getting ready for autographs, meet and greets, yeah. or whatever, you know, I guess you could stumble upon this show. So. You know, the problem is, I think a lot of Stardom's crossover is going to be with Shimmer, which yes. happens to be running against Right, exactly. So, yeah, I so, don't. Uh, I, that might be the issue. Yeah, right? for sure. Uh, anyway, we'll move on. Uh, WrestleMania Access. Cruiserweights collide. This is going to be two sessions. So, the one to five and the six to ten uh, Access sessions will have these Cruiserweight Collide uh, shows. Pretty good matches on paper, though. Tyler Bate versus the Brian Kendrick. Uh, Akira Tozawa versus Jordan Devlin, Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews versus Aria Davari and Mike Kanellis, Albert Hardy Jr., the former ACH, versus Grand Metallic versus Elegero, unfortunately. <laughs> so they also had an Elegero to that match. I have a question for you, Rich. Stinks. Yeah, well, go ahead. Is the NXT UK JAG Championship on the line? With El Ligero defending against Ooh, I don't know. I mean, those those two men are not Jags, but he is the Jag champion, correct? Is he it's current? a question for me, as I am the sole arbiter of the wow. NXT UK Jag Championship rules. The problem is that's gonna, it's gonna go it's gonna go a lot of places though if you do that. You know what I mean? Because like Metallica win, and then it's gonna be defended on like an episode of main event or something like that. It it could get wild if you do that. Or Albert Hardy Jr. could win and defend it on the Largo loop. Mm-hmm. Here's my official ruling as I give every week behind the paywall on the Thursday TV reviews. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, uh, we have uh, this is the NXT UK JAG Championship. El Ligero is the reigning and defending. I decide whether they are title matches or not based on the opposition. Rich, the official ruling is these men are not Jags. This is not a JAG Championship. Okay, there you go. I, I think I think it's it is not in the in in, in what the JAG Championship is meant to represent. I, I don't think not. these two men should 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 have the opportunity. I think Albert it, Hardy Jr. and Grand Metallic are the furthest thing from Jags you can possibly get. Therefore, Legero his title is safe around his uh, around his waist. There you go. So, match at the JAG Champion. It is the Just a Guy Championship. In case you're like, I don't know that Joe knows if Elagero is a good or a bad guy or whatever. It is the Just a Guy Championship. So just keep that in mind. Elagero is without question. He is the masked Jag of NXT, which is tough to do. You got to be a real Jag to be a masked Jag, but he he pulls it off. So uh, it is impressive. All right, 3 p.m. WWE Super Show Mercury Rising uh, taking place from Laboom. Pretty good. Really good card, I would say, on paper for that one, too. So definitely a, a good time for that. Uh, also running up against that, Rev Pro UK live in NYC, New York City, Hilton Midtown. We luckily were able to... Uh, so we did... So here's kind of how this went. So we I initially recorded with Neil about a week or so ago. And he at that point, we had one match announced. 
Uh, the second match, Pac had been removed from it because of his visa issues. So we basically were like, Ref Pro, what the fuck are you guys doing? What the hell is going on? I was able to rectify that a little bit later in the preview with Robin Reed as, as you know, as we were going, kind of going down these European title or these European shows, I should say, uh, throughout the weekend. But uh, Joe, for you and I, uh, for our purposes, I think we should also, uh, because they're going to hear Neil and I bury the fuck out of the show first. So let's just kind of give that instead of hearing that first, you get to hear us talk about this first. So anyway, uh, here's what we have. We have Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Will Os- or Hiroshi Tanahashi and Will Ospreay uh, versus Minoru Suzuki and Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, Rapangi 3K versus Aussie Open. David Starr versus Tomohiro Ishii. Rocky Romero versus Ragusuke Taguchi. And then CCK versus the LA Do- Dojo Boys, Alice Coughlin, and Carl Frederick. So again, Neil and I bury the fuck out of this show because we didn't know any of the matches. But now that we know the matches, this is actually one of my most anticipated <laughs> shows of the entire weekend because this is a New Japan Road 2 show, also featuring Rev Pro, kind of, sort of, not really. So I think it actually works out for the listener, though, because from what I understand, from what you told me, uh, Neil, David, and yourself... Since you didn't have a card to talk about, you talked about Rev Pro's year a little bit. In their exactly, book. yeah, which is a burial. So, we bury it, and, and Neil kind of goes, yeah, they haven't really given you a reason to go to the show, and their booking kind of sucks too. So there's that. So it, it's still, it's more of a, it's more of a big picture look at Rev Pro for people that maybe don't follow Rev Pro and, and what's been going on there. So I think you'll still enjoy it, even though, yeah, we, we don't really preview the card because there wasn't a card. And then Lord Robin Reed, he's got the card for you, and he, of course, is on top of all of these uh, um European promotion. So, yeah, that was so it was a little wonky, but it, it all worked out, I think. I think this card looks awesome. Uh, what you're basically getting here is a is a New Japan card for all intent and purpose with a little bit of Rev Pro talent you know, sprinkled in. You know, you're basically getting two New Japan cards this weekend. You know, you're yeah, getting one. I, I like in this one. I, I like in this one to like you're, you have a band that you love and they're going to play. I mean, literally Madison Square Garden, you know, the next night. But then they, like, for whatever reason, decide to do some bar show the day prior. And you're like, yeah, you know what? Like, some acoustic, like, bar show or whatever. And you're like, yeah, I'll go to check that out. Like, there's, you know, there'll be 100 people there. And they're going to, you know, kind of play some of the hits or get ready to some things, play some new music or whatever. That's what this is. This is a, a warm-up for the G1 Supercard for a lot of these guys. This is almost like the Corican before the, the MSG show. Yeah, right, right. You know, it, it's a... It's a road to know, show. It, yeah, it's a road to G1 Supercard. And if, you haven't, if you haven't seen the LA Dojo boys since the original Lions break cards where they were a little shaky, it probably won't surprise you, Rich, that they have improved dramatically uh, at the same pace that the Japanese young boys tend to improve. Because I saw all of the matches from the New Beginning USA Tour, and I've seen these guys wrestle um, you know, uh, some sporadic ROH spots here or there, and they are improving rapidly. So I think people don't sleep on that match against Gresham and Brooks. I mean, they're, they're obviously going to lose. Shibata stands there with his Singapore cane, uh, which is always kind of intense as he stands there and watches their matches from the, uh, from the aisle way, sometimes from ringside. But these guys can go, and they're getting a lot better. And uh, David Starr, Tomohiro Ishii is one that I think everyone has circled as well. David Starr is probably the best unsigned wrestler on the planet right now. He's red hot both with his promos and his ring work. Um, you know, one of the best wrestlers in the world, period, right now, to be completely honest with you. But easily, I would say, I can't think of a better unsigned wrestler right now 
uh, than David Starr, depending, of course, how you define unsigned. And to get in there with a guy like Ishii, who we just gushed about on the flagship this past week, I mean, that's that's you know that's almost a dream match right there. Whoever thought we were going to get David Starr versus Tomohiro Ishii? So definitely, yeah, that's awesome. Forward to yeah, that. this, this show definitely turned around in in a lot of ways. Maybe not maybe not so much for Rev Pro, but if you follow Rev Pro, and again, like that's what Neil and I kind of dive into. It's not too unlike them to just book a New Japan show. They're basically just New Japan's UK outlet at this point, which is fine. <laughs> it works out pretty and, well. For and, and let me tell you something. Even before their original plans got upset uh, by Pac being pulled and all of that. It didn't look like RevPro was going to book. Uh, their, their, they, they weren't peaking their hottest stories and hottest right. angles for this weekend anyway. It's a completely inconsequential match that just so happens to have RevPro, or a show that just so happens to have RevPro on it. So it's fine. It, it worked out pretty well, I think, for everybody. Yeah. So um, it, it kind of it worked out for them. The fans ended up getting a real banger of a, sh- of a lineup here. So uh, looking forward to it. Should be one of the better shows of the weekend. All right, so move on now to back to White Eagle Hall, uh, Black Little Pro's Adventures in Wrestling, 3.30 p.m. Joe, we're going to dive into this show a little bit more. Uh, Black Label Pro Championship, Ethan Page versus Kobe Durst, Nick Gage versus Swaggle, the Space Pirates versus Team White Wolf versus Trey Lamar and Jake Lander versus Sammy Guevara and Robbie Eagles, Manny Fernandez and Tank versus Kevin Q and Dominic Garini, Brian Zane's Million Dollar Battle Royal, that's the one you were asking about a little bit earlier, uh, Independent Wrestling Championship, Orange Cassidy versus Brian Alvarez, Jonathan Gresham versus Shigir Iri, uh, Jordan Grace Kylie Ray, Shotzi Blackheart, Nicole Savoy, and Samantha Heights versus Shaza McKenzie, Charlie Evans, Jessica Troy, Zoe Lucas, and Indy Hartwell, uh, Jake Parnell and Chris Dickinson, as well as Rory Gulak against Gary J, AJ Gray, and Kurt Stallion. Um, and yeah, that's Black Label Pro's uh, adventures in wrestling. Joe, are you going to be taking an adventure with Black Label Pro? What do you got to say about this show? I dabble in Black Label Pro from time to time. Um, I think it's a shame that Marco's stunt still isn't ready to go because he would have been the perfect. Remember, this was originally a mystery opponent for Brian correct, Alvarez. Correct, correct. And Brian Alvarez, of course, is a semi-regular for Black Label Pro. Um, and they had built up the Brian Alvarez-Marco stunt feud before Marco's stunt had gone down with his leg injury. And, I'm, and I, it would have worked out perfect if he could have been the mystery opponent. It would have paid off that story and, and stunt could have beat him. And Because Alvarez is a heel here. Um, Alvarez and Tom Lawler wrestled Rock and Roll Express for Black Label Pro. He, he works as a heel in this promotion. That would have been great. Um, you can't do the stunt match. So, you know, Orange Cassidy, arguably the hottest American independent wrestler right now, and he'll be bringing that independent wrestling championship. I think Alvarez, isn't he bringing the Texarkana? Isn't that part of the deal? Uh, it is. Yeah, it is going to be for the Texarkana yeah. championship as well. The, the very famous Texarkana uh, championship. So, yeah, yeah. The belt he feuded with Larry Sweeney over, uh, you know, a decade ago or whatever. So that's a fun little match here. Look, I've buried the swaggle stuff over the course of this weekend enough. People are going to hear more of it as they listen to these previews. Um, I just have no use for, hmm, let's take swaggle and put him against the toughest looking guy in our locker room. That'll be a real hoot. I have no use for it. I find it boring and 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 hacky. Um, I think it's a, a real hack move uh, to do that. There's four different promotions, right? And the problem it's is everyone's doing, doing it too. Match. When you're when you're yeah. the first one that does it, maybe, but now everyone's done it. So every, it, that, it's one of those things that, unfortunate, like if you were the one creative one that was like, "Hey, I got it." Swaggle versus you know Nick Gage, whether it was Brock or, Pro, or whoever started it. The problem is that now everybody does it, and it's kind of a shame then because now across the board, it's just like, all right, whatever. It's annoying. Like it's annoying that anybody does it now, which which you know just kind of happens when you have copycats sometimes. So. 
Swaggle versus the biggest, baddest guy in the locker room is now a hack match because, like you said, everyone's doing it. So it, it's just all biting off each other, and it's 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 boring, and, and I have no use for it. Uh, Ethan Page is – listen, Ethan Page is a nice wrestler. Um, Ethan Page – how, how can I how can I say this? I think that Ethan Page headlining multiple WrestleMania weekend shows is something that really speaks to the depth of the indie pool right now. Is that polite? I think so. Yeah, and that's not. I, I don't know if that's a hundred percent slight against him. It's just that I don't listen. I don't think he's a headliner. Right. I think that's I, what you're saying. Is it maybe just, I, he's not quite to that level just yet? So. And unfortunately, in this, I, climate, I like him. He's a good promo and, and, and a decent enough worker. But yeah, exactly. Headliner. I don't know. I don't see he. He to me, he's not a headliner. I don't know, but that's where we are now. Good for him. I think he's got nine bookings. Guy's going to make a shit ton of money. I, you know, I like him too, but we got to be, listen, on this show, if nothing else, we just always try to be fair. Right. I am never going to be very excited about an Ethan Page main event, but maybe that's just me. Right. Uh, and, he, and he's a big deal in the Black Label universe too. Like in this match, like it, we might kind of look at it and go, ah, whatever, Kobe Durson, Ethan Page. But right. in the Black Label universe, that's a pretty big match. So I'll give him that. Like the credit is that they booked a show that feels authentic to Black Label Pro. It's not something that I really want to see and I don't want to go see it and I'm not going to go see it and I probably will never watch it. And I know you're not as into it as, as others because of the same reasons, but I get it that if you're a Black Label fan, this is your style. Whether that's going to work in New York for WrestleMania weekend, though, that's the bigger question. It's an authentic Black Label show, but is that what people that are traveling across the country, is that what they want out of the WrestleMania weekend as an authentic Black Label approach, Matt, or you know, show? We'll see. We, we don't know yet. Yeah, I mean, you can make some subtle adjustments to this show and come up with some really cool matches. Like I would, like if it were me, and they don't need my listen, they don't need or want my advice. Trust me, okay. But if it were me, I'm blowing up that four way tag and I'm doing Team White Wolf against Sammy Guevara and Robbie. Eagles. Oh my god, of course, yes. <laughs> That's the first thing I saw. It's staring you I right know. in the face. I know. I saw that, and I was like, "Why are? Why did you put? Why does? Why does? You know, a kid and and and, and Guevara? Why do they need to be in the ring with Space Monkey? Get those guys out of there and, and and put them in a match with those just those two dudes. Yeah, there there are. This is one of those shows, and and I kind of went through it, and I decided like, if you rebook the show with the talent that's on it, you could create something very good. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a really, really great show because the talent-wise is good. It's really good. They're just in weird spots. Sam Guevara and Robbie Eagles, that's a waste to have them in that match. It's a it, waste to have A-Kid and Carlos Romo in that match. Absolutely. It, it, it's How many dopey four-way tags do we have WrestleMania weekend? It's like these these promoters just got lazy and they throw people in the ring together. And I know they don't want to hear that and they're all going to be mad at me again. I don't care. Team White Wolf versus Sammy Guevara and Robbie Eagles is a significantly better match than this four-way. Why are they in there with Space Monkey? I have nothing against Space Monkey. No, he's good. He's a good comedy wrestler. Do, how about you do Space Monkey versus Swaggle and do something more interesting with Nick Gage? I, I mean, there's diff, there's things you can do here to change this show around to improve upon it. The White Wolf, how about this? How about A-Kid versus Sammy Guevara and Carlos Romo versus Robbie Eagles? And you've got yourself two killer singles matches that you might draw some some ticket buys from non-black label pro fans. Like you're saying, the traveling fans coming in, coming to see some super ma- some uh, some uh, super show style matches. You can make two great, unique, first-time singles matches right. out of those two tag teams too if you don't want to do the tag match. you know. But instead, you cram everybody in a dopey four-way and that now that's totally unappealing. You know, if you would have had those two singles matches or maybe done Team White Wolf versus Guevara and Eagles, this might be a show where I go, you know what? 
I'm going to buy the stream and watch it when I get home. Or maybe I'll go to this show, especially when you're throwing Gresham versus Erie, which we should give them credit for. They lost Masato Yoshino. I think Shigehiro Erie is a tremendous replacement. Great, great replacement. Yeah. Great move. So, so they did a great job there. But, you know, it, it's, it's, this is a show I look at it and I'm just like, oh, if they would have caught some breaks, if Marco's stunt would have been healthy. Uh, but I think Orange Cassie is a good replacement. So I think replacing stunt, even if that was the plan, I'm just assuming it was. And Yoshino, I think they did a nice job where I think they dropped the ball a little. The hacky swaggle match, it's total hack. Swaggle Space Monkey makes more sense to me. And then you break that, that dopey four-way tag team matchup and you do something more interesting with four really cool wrestlers, two of which are super hot. A-Kid is one of the hottest wrestlers in the world. He's booked all over the weekend. And Robbie Eagles has a billion bookings, okay, coming off of his New Japan appearances. How do you not do A-Kid versus Robbie Eagles or yeah. A-Kid versus Sammy Guevara? There's, there's any combination of those four guys is, is better than what they what they came up with. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. So um, this is a show that, to me, you've also got Kurt Stallion set to appear. Maybe you do something more interesting. How about you do Swaggle versus Space Monkey and Nick Gage versus Kurt Stallion? Does that look more appealing to you? Because it does yeah. to me. Oh, yeah, for sure. You got guys like Boomer Hatfield's going to be on the show, too. Swaggle. Yeah, just get yeah, get Nick Gage out of there. Put him against anybody else. Put him against, like, a real opponent. And, and then do something with the White Wolf and Guevara and Eagles. And you've already improved that card tremendously. So, again, Donovan like I said. Danhausen, Donovan Danhausen's a guy, too, who people are high on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like him a lot, too. So that, and, 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 the, and the six-man match, you've got Parnell and Gary J on opposite sides. And they've got the big singles match on Thursday on the family reunion show. So Parnell and Jay, and I'm going to write about that later. I've got stuff coming up on behind the paywall later this week. I'm doing the top shows of WrestleMania weekend. I'm doing the most, uh, uh, the, uh, the under the, the top under the radar matches. And believe me, I'm going to be talking about Jake Parnell and Gary J. Okay. Cause they're facing each other twice, uh, over the course of this weekend and this tag and in a singles match on the family reunion show. And if you've never seen those guys in the ring together, they've been feuding for like a year and they just destroy each other. It's, it, these guys are fantastic in the ring together. So uh, since we buried enough of this show, we should put that over too. At least they got Parnell and Jay yeah. mm-hmm. on opposite sides here. All right, move on now. 4 p.m. Stardom's American Dream Show from the NYC Arena. You're already going to be there for IPWK, so you may as well just stay for Stardom. <laughs> Joking. They, uh, <laughs> I got a real good talent roster as well for that. We don't exactly have matches quite yet. I think they're still trying to kind of get their things together uh, from their shows, but no uh, no matches confirmed, but a, a pretty good talent roster uh, already sort of confirmed there. Uh, they're waiting for their shows to, to wrap up this weekend. So uh, we'll see about that, but uh, everybody that follows Stardom has is, is, is been pretty thumbs up uh, as far as the roster that's been announced so far, so we'll see about that one. Uh, MLW Battle Riot 2 going on at 7 p.m. from the Melrose Ballroom in Queens, New York. Uh, the Battle Riot is a Royal Rumble style match. If you've never seen one, they, they did one. I can see it on YouTube. The, the Battle Riot 1, I think, uh, pretty good. Pretty good on Royal Rumble 2. Uh, this year's, you got Pentagon Jr., David Boy Smith Jr., Minoru Tanaka, MJF, Ace Romero, Alex Hammerstone, Teddy Hart, Ace Austin, Low Key, uh, Ken Kerbis, Brian Pillman Jr., Phoenix, Mant Warner, Barrington Hughes, uh, El Hio de la, uh, LA Park, uh, LA Park, Sammy Callahan, Gringo Loco, Daga, Jimmy Yuta, Ray Horace, Eric Wolf, uh, Lance Anoy, Coto Brazil, Avalanche, Myron Reed, Dan Severin, and Rich Swan. So that is a hell of a lineup right there for the Battle Riot 2. Uh, you also have uh, Teddy Hart defending his MLW middleweight championship against Ace Austin, uh, LA Park versus Jimmy Havoc, Rich Swan versus Brian Pillman Jr., and Daga versus Loki. So what do you think about this MLW Battle Riot show? Okay, so Daga versus Loki is the rematch because remember they have the storyline where Loki like ripped off Daga's ear. Right, so yes. right off the bat, <laughs> nice job there. L.A. Park, for as long as they're going to be able to use him, they've done a good job giving him the right matches. He's already faced Pentagon. He's going to face Pentagon again 
on the other MLW show. He's facing Jimmy Havoc here, which is a match. You, if you have a chance to do it, you do it. And he faced Mance Warner on TV. So they've, they've done a good job putting LA Park in the right matches, I think. Um, so I'll give him credit for that. Ace Austin does nothing for me. He challenges Teddy Hart for the middleweight title. He's a guy I don't get. But Impact's pushing him. MLW's pushing him. Look, again, I think that speaks to the thinned out scene. Uh, uh, Swan versus Pillman. And then, of course, the Battle Riot, which you look at Battle Riot, look for the interesting names. I think one that pops off the page is Airwolf. Airwolf is a 19-year-old guy from the Midwest. Rich, have you seen him live? Has he made it? I have never seen Airwolf. I have never seen Airwolf live, unfortunately, but I'm excited to see him a little bit this weekend. So I've seen Airwolf wrestle a couple times, not live, um, but but you know on tape on various indie shows. He's a guy with a ton of potential. I saw him wrestle Jimmy Jacobs, and then Jimmy Jacobs just cut an impromptu promo to put the guy over after the match was over. That's how impressed he was with him. And Jimmy Jacobs has been around the block. And Airwolf has picked up some bookings over the course of this WrestleMania weekend. They're not high profile. They're not the most high profile bookings, but he's found his way onto some cards. So uh, keep an eye out for Airwolf. I don't know if he's going to be featured heavy in this match, but it's a name to remember. And then, of course, uh, Mance Warner. I, you know, If you listen to my TV reviews, I've done nothing but rave about Mance Warner and MLW. It's been a match made in heaven, a perfect fit. And I was skeptical coming in. Wasn't a big fan of the Mancer coming in. He is perfect for MLW. His charisma has jumped off the screen. Um, his matches have been good. His guest commentary has been good. He had great banter with Jim Cornette. Mance Warner and MLW has been a home run. And if if we're in, if I were in charge, okay, if I'm Court Bauer, if I'm George Carroll, if I'm sitting in the room, I am putting the rocket pack on Mance Warner. That's how impressed I've been with him in MLW. And Rich, I think he's winning the battle riot. How about that? There's a uh, yeah, it, it's good. It's a good pick as well. And yeah, he's he feels unique and not overdone enough to to the point too where he like because I've seen him a bunch in you know AEW and I've seen him a bunch some other places as well. But to the to the MLW watching audience, they haven't been hit over the head with Mance Warner. You know what I mean? Like he still is unique and still feels like one of their own. So yeah, I would I would definitely as you said, kind of push him as much as you can because he feels like a, a, a one of their commodities right now. And and that's that's what you, I think is just as important as finding the right guy is, is finding a guy that's that's fresh uh, to the outside world and and that's definitely Mance Warner. You know what's interesting about Mance Warner and MLW? Sometimes when an act goes to a television promotion, they lose a little something because of the restrictions of television or whatnot. I think being on TV helps his act. Oh, for sure. No, he's, he strikes me because every time I've watched him live, I haven't been impressed because his in-ring work isn't the smoothest, but he's great with TV matches. He's great at talking. He's great at promos. So TV is perfect for him. TV wrestling is exactly what he needs. He's it's not good exactly at 20, 25 minute, you know, indie matches in front of uh, right. you know, 200 people because people see him and they go, yeah, he's a little clunky. He's a little wonky. He doesn't quite work. But a five minute match where he gets to have, you know, five minutes of promo time and then go and banter with Jim Cornette. That's a hell of a better way to go about it. So, yeah, he definitely strikes me as a guy that, that, that would improve like that. And TV reins him in a little. You know, it, it reigns him in a little. He doesn't have the same free range you might have in a CZW or something. And like you're saying, it, it's perfect because he gets to cut a promo, get his character over, and then you have some expectations for the man. You know, he brawls. You know, he doesn't go out. He, look, look, he doesn't pretend uh, to be Hideki Suzuki. Okay, he goes in there and he brawls and he beats people up and and he fights. And 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 his it's just been a home run for him on TV. And I want to make sure to make mention that um, when we went over these MLW shows at some point. But there you go. You got two chances to see MLW. My pick to win the battle ride is Mance Warner. I think he's going to get the big push. Uh, they, they Look, they say they have him under contract. We've heard that before. But uh, if, 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 we, if we, you know, 
if, if we take their word there and they've got this guy under contract for a while, that's even more reason to go all the way with him. Uh, and then going up against the Battle Riot as well is NXT TakeOver. This this Friday night time slot we're going to talk about in a bit is loaded. And there are it's huge shows in this time slot. But we have NXT TakeOver, of course, uh, from the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. Your main event, Johnny Gargano uh, versus Adam Cole for the NXT Championship. Uh, as well, uh, an hour later, uh, GCW presents Joey Janela's Spring Break 3, Part 1, 8 p.m. from the White Eagle Hall. So that is a hell of a lineup right there, just between Battle Riot TakeOver and, and Janela Spring Break. Uh, and if that doesn't all work for you, you also have the Penis Party, uh, Joey Ryan's penis party from the New York City Hilton Midtown. Uh, that's at 8.05. And then if that's not enough, if all those shows aren't enough, you can make your way over to Glendale, New York at the Sacred Heart Catholic Academy, Joe, for FTW's Sacred Heart Slam Forever. No talent confirmed. No matches confirmed. So uh, those do those guys just not know like what Google is? Or like why would you – why of all time – like literally of all the time slots you could have ran, this is the absolute worst run to run a show you could if if this show was announced for running up against wrestlemania i would give it more credit than this this is the worst time slot to run your shindy in glendale new york what the hell are they thinking why are they doing this can you believe people got mad at us when we said there were a bunch of promotions running that shouldn't be running this weekend can you believe people actually got sacred mad at heart us? slam forever is up against battle riot takeover spring break and penis party if okay think of your normal fan if your normal fan is i like any like even you and i like we're not big wwe guys you know the main roster wwe but takeover's got us jazz takeover i'm gonna try to get tickets to takeover if they're too expensive whatever joey janela's spring break sold out they snapped their fingers they sold out they announced new tickets sold out those are all gone we just announced the battle riot show with all of that talent on there so if you are a fan a, a person who likes wrestling good in ring wrestling you have takeover you have battle riot and you have spring break you have either already bought tickets to takeover because they're sold out and the secondary market is nuts for that you've already probably bought tickets to spring break because that is sold out they announced new tickets that sold out again battle riot is great card if you like comedy wrestling you have penis party you have everybody that's not booked on those other shows is going to be on the penis party and why who who is this fan that's going to go to this ftw sacred heart slam forever who are you and There's who's no going to be on the sh- and who and who's going to be on the show? There's no one left. There's Everyone's no talent left. left. I can. Can you believe people oh got mad at us when we said some hard lessons might have to be learned this yes. weekend, and we might need to thin out the herd a little? Can you believe people got mad at us? I mean, this is what we're talking about. Oh my god! Okay? Glendale, New York. Thing, I, where's Glendale, New York? Either. Yeah, I don't know where that even that's, is. That's the thing. This might just be some local promotion that was going to run anyway. You know what I mean? And they just didn't think it through. And now they're getting avalanched where WrestleMania weekend happens to be running the one weekend of the month where they get this building. You understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah, this may not be a WrestleMania weekend show per se. You you see, this might just happen to be this promotions day of the month where they run the sacred heart catholic academy yeah, I, well so who knows? maybe maybe pack it in for a month and come back uh come back in. i agree <laughs> because they're, they're gonna get slaughtered i mean whoever their normal fan base is is gonna go do something different this month so you know they, they, it's it's yeah not a good idea i mean that that is that is legitimately the worst time slot to run another show i mean that that it, time it slot does not need slot. another show. again if they ran up against wrestlemania i would give them more credit than what they did here this is and, and can i worst. make one more and can i make one more point sure just to back up my point of my thinning of the herd point that everyone got mad at, how dare you want shows? To, I don't want shows to fail. I think it might be good if a few do. And because look at this time slot. Could you imagine if there was just 
one show running the kind of show they could put together. This is my point. If, if we weren't splintered a hundred different ways during all these time periods, think of the mega shows that could happen in all of these time slots if the talent wasn't spread thin four or five different ways. So that's, you know, just to, again, clarify some of the things that, you know, people got all bent out of shape about. But anyway, let's keep moving. Here. So that is the Friday show. Now we have, uh, we cap off Friday, April 5th, 11.59 p.m. Black Craft Wrestling's No Apologies. This show, I am going to this show. This show fucking rocks, man. I don't. The problem though is there's like 95 people announced for this show. I have no idea if the show is either going to go five or six hours, or they're going to be like the quickest two minute matches in history. But uh, this show is. Uh, I don't want to say a sleeper anymore because it's starting to get a little bit of a groundswell going. Yeah, but man, this show is awesome. <laughs> From White Eagle Hall, uh, New Jersey, yeah. I should say. So it is the uh, after show uh, for Joey Janela's Spring Break uh, Part One. So um, yeah, this I'm really looking forward to going to this one. I can't kill you for it. We talked about it on the flagship. This is out of the, okay, you've got your major league promotions like WWE and New Japan and, 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 and that are running or, you know, and then you've got your, your top of the line indies that are running. And then for your next level down, your, your random indies that a lot of people listening may not have heard of. This is arguably the best or one of the better shows out of that next crop of shows. So I can't kill you to go. This looks this is a nice looking show on paper. I just really hope it doesn't go until like 6 a.m. because I, I got to get up the next day pretty early. Uh, so let's hope that they uh, – It's I, I'm fine with tidy little quick matches with all these guys. Is is probably okay with me, but still looks pretty fun regardless. Saturday, April 6th, oh, kick off. I'm done. <laughs> Two sessions of WrestleMania access, 8 a.m. to 12. Oh, I feel so bad for the wrestlers working Three. That block. Three sessions. Three sessions, 1 p.m. to 5 and then 6 p.m. to 10. No confirmed matches yet for the Brooklyn Pier 12 and Brooklyn, New York. NXT so. UK tapings, though. They're going to be NXT UK tapings. So, Joe, you, you're going to Wait a minute. Is that legit? That is legit. Oh, no. Not again. So, you are going to be watching three weeks <laughs> of Jag matches in front of people waiting in line to get Sonya Deville to sign their figure. So, oh, no. Get Those Sonya Deville to sign their replica women's championships. <laughs> Those Phoenix NXT UK tapings. Were I never so watched them. Were they bad? I mean,. They weren't as bad as I thought they were going to be because they set up like high bleachers and it kind of looked like a small arena. Um, but they 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 weren't familiar with the talent. Like they didn't do the the, the chance for certain. Ta- you know what I mean? The, the flavor was gone. That's what. Look, I'm and that's at. a lot of what makes NXT UK tolerable at times is that the yeah. fans really buy into the talent or know the talent or you know their local talent. So then yeah, now you have like absolutely people that Rich, have no fucking example. clue, no fucking clue who these guys are. I give you the best example. Zach Gibson went out there and gave the saddest oh, Zach Gibson no. oh, because no. they didn't boo him. So he's out there because you know he just gets cascaded with the booze. Oh no! He's out there cutting the Zach Gibson promo with the same cadence and and it's hitting the same tone and nothing. They were just listening. Uh, they were just Liber- listening. Poor Liverpool's number one. Yeah, they're listening. I wonder what this man has to say. Let's li- let's hear him out. Yes. <laughs> politely listening to Zach Gibson. <laughs> oh, if no. that doesn't hammer home, not having the flavor of NXT UK. Nothing uh, yeah. So, so sorry. Um, anyway, uh, we continue 11 a.m. A show that I will be attending. That is wrestling revolvers, pancakes and pile drivers three. This is a wild wacky card, a little heavy on the multi-man matches for my taste, but uh, not a bad spot at 11 a.m. At 12 noon at high noon, White Eagle Hall, Jersey City, New Jersey, Orange Cassidy is doing something or whatever, replacing the Nova Pro Show, which fell apart, retaining 
the Jonathan Grisham, Sinjiro Otani um, uh, dream match on that show and then uh, filling it in with various wackiness. Rich, do we have a preview for that coming up? Uh, we do, yes. You'll have oh, a preview right. okay. of that. You will have uh, uh, a... Uh, or actually, you know what? Hold on. <laughs> I'm blanking now if we actually did. Uh, don't... I'll tell you what. I'll run through the card real quick. Let's do that. Yeah, did. I don't think we did. I'm, I'm blanking. I've done like 15 of these segments now. I don't know even know what day it is anymore. Um, I, know it, I know that this show came together late, so I was thinking maybe we didn't get to it. I so don't think we did. We will have a written preview. I don't know that we have an audio preview. So they kept the Gresham Otani match. Uh, there's going to be a Teddy Hart's Reading Rainbow segment. God knows what that's going to be. There is a one-minute time limit match. The second one-limit time limit match of the weekend, by the way, because Pizza Party has one, with Chuck Taylor versus Trent. Ultra Mantis Black uh, dusting off the gear to take on Nick Gage. And a 5 o'clock somewhere, last person standing match, it's Session Moth Martina versus uh, versus uh, Spider Nate Webb. A Lumberjack Swamp Monster match, Shotzi Blackheart versus Soraya Knight versus Alley Cat versus Chris Statlander. And in a 7 out of 13 falls bout, Logan Easton LaRue takes on Chris Brooks. This looks like wild, zacky, z- wild, zany fun that even Joe Lanza can't pick on. I really don't like if you're going to do this kind of card, I think this is the home run one of the weekend. This looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, it did. And it sold out quick, which is another testament to, to, to what they were able to do. I do remember now. So this is the first one that I re- we did. I did it with Kevin Hare, but we did it like literally four hours after they had taken okay. this over from Nova Pro. So we had basically we knew the Gresham and Otani and then we knew one other match. So, uh, yes, this is good that we, we went over it here a little bit here because, yeah, I remember now when we recorded it. Uh, and we said it at the time, too. They just took over the show. So we're not going to hit them over the head with this. They they just took over the show here and and, and we're sure they're going to book good matches and they did. Yeah. Um, 2 p.m. at the Bell House in Brooklyn, WWN moving away from Laboom for Saturday with their WWN live experience wrap up. Uh, we don't know a ton about that show yet. I'm sure a lot of it will come together at their other two shows over the weekend. WWN, by the way, I think the Evolve and the WWN Super Show are tremendous shows. I think Gabe, it, it took them a while to get there. But I think Gabe did a tremendous job putting those two shows together. You'll hear extensive previews of all three of those later on. Two o'clock, New York City Arena, Hog, Culture Clash. I will be there. Uh, that's the nice looking lineup as well. Also at two o'clock, back in Rawway, New Jersey at the Rec Center, Chaotic Wrestling, Chaos for a Cause. Now, when we previewed this one, as you will hear in a few moments with Joe Gagne, who is a follower of this promotion, all we knew was that Tommy Dreamer and Jordan Grace were booked for the show. We didn't know any matches. We knew nothing else about it. Rich, you now have additional information on Chaotic Wrestling, Chaos for a Cause. This, of course, is uh, the the uh, the Connors Cure benefit show. Rich, uh, the promoter, was gracious enough to send us the card. What do we got for the, the Chaotic Wrestling show? All right, so here we go. We got a six-pack challenge. We have Jordan Grace, Ace Romero, Scotty Slade, D.L. Hurst, Brett Domino, and Rex Lawless. We also have the Main State Posse versus Killanova, Inc., versus the Graysons. We have Chase Del Monte versus Richard Holiday. We have the retrosexual Anthony Green versus Tommy Dreamer. We have Tasha Steeles versus Alicia Edwards, your girl Alicia Edwards. That's for the Women's Championship as well. Uh, for the Tag Team Championships, we have the Bears, Beefcake and Bronson versus Set to Slaughter, which is Dan Maff and Sean Donovan. We have the New England Championship, Mike Verna versus Pat Buck. And the Heavyweight Championship, Christian Casanova versus JT Dunn. Yeah, listen, we didn't have a lineup when we previewed this. Uh, it'd be nice to have Gagney on to talk about this a little because I can't say much about this show. 
Uh, I know that, hey, look, big opportunity for Pat Buck, right? In his own building, in his own backyard, getting a shot at the chaotic wrestling New England championship. Uh, outside of that, um, they've delivered Tommy Dreamer as promised. They've delivered Jordan Grace as promised. It's for Connor's Cure. I am not going to sit here and tear apart a benefit show. Um, I hope they make a kajillion dollars for this charity. And uh, now at least we have a card. Anything to add, Rich, before we move on? No, that's it. Okay. Uh, at 4 o'clock at the White Eagle Hall in Jersey City, New Jersey, we have IWS Wrestling. Uh, oh, you six- missed, oh, you missed a big one. I missed a big one. What'd I miss? Hog. Oh, we, I did hog. I said hog. Oh, did you say hog? Oh, did you say the WWE experience too? Did you get those? Maybe I blinked out. It's been a long weekend. <laughs> Rich, it's been a real long week because I did both of those shows, my Good man. God. I even, did, I just have, did I just pass out for like... I did a whole spiel about WWN's whole weekend too. I may have fallen asleep. Okay, sorry. I apologize. I, uh, I think Rich is checking out here. We'll just I'm, I'm uh, not, keep I'm, moving forward. I'm, phys- I'm not. I, I think physically I've checked out. Mentally I'm not. I, I'm still like I, I'm excited about this, but I think my body has just said no more WrestleMania weekend. I'm done. So I, I apologize. Will mute this man, <laughs> carry on because he is clearly okay. At six thirty at the House of Yes in Brooklyn, New York, we have oh, uncanny you didn't did attractions. You finish, did you finish IWS Unstoppable? Rich, I talked about <laughs> IWS Wrestling Unstoppable. <laughs> no, 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 I know, I know, I know. Go ahead. Yeah. In Jersey City, New Jersey, featuring Eric Cannon. I talked about it, my my friend. We did it. Uh, Uncanny Attractions presents Drags and Dropkicks, 6.30 p.m. at the House of Yes in Brooklyn, New York. And then at 7 o'clock, we've got the WWE Hall of Fame, of course, at the Barclays Center. If you're not into watching uh, DX and the Honky Tonk Man and Tori Wilson and Harlem Heat and Hart Foundation and Sue Atkinson give their big speeches, you can head over to Madison Square Garden for the New Japan Pro Wrestling G1 Supercard. I guess ROH is involved too. The bell time with that <laughs> seems to be fluid. Um, we have 7.30 listed. We know that there's a basically a Royal Rumble on the pre-show. There's a stardom tag team match on the, as a dark match. So uh, get to MSG early. I would suggest getting there about 6 o'clock if you want to make sure you I, see. Yeah, I think they've kind of said that like matches are going to start around the 6.15 era time. So yeah, yeah, given that there's going to be a lot of people getting there, I'd say pretty much planned to 6 o'clock to, to be... Because you're not going to want to miss that stardom tag or the Honor Rumble. The Honor Rumble could be awesome. So um, yeah, the, the actual show itself kicks off at 7, but you're going to want to get there definitely early. At 7.30 as well, if you're not into the New Japan and you happen to be a Lucha fan, you can head over to the Gaucho's Gym at 478 Gerard Ave in the Bronx for Alfredo Palenque's Lucha Libre and El Bronx at 7.30. Confirmed talent includes Blue Demon Jr. Demon, Demon, Demon. Blue Demon Jr. Yeah, I'm, sorry, Matt yeah. Stryker. I'm sorry, <laughs> Matt Stryker. I'm sorry, Matt Stryker. Jr. Dragon Gate star Ciclone Ramirez Jr. Connect uh, Jr. Pantera Blanca Jr. A lot of juniors. A lot of juniors here. This is Vince McMahon's worst nightmare. Aluche. <laughs> Rene Guajardo Jr. Big Kazuki, Vince Stell, Ortiz, that could be one of many men, uh, Passion Cristal, Super Commando, and Kota. I don't think that's Mocha Kota because he's and, dead. Nor is it Obushi. I think Kota Obushi is already booked for that night. So No, this is uh, just Kota. So I don't know which Kota that is, but uh, I asked around, Rich, interestingly enough, and uh, we were told by the Cubs fan who would know and uh, he said, don't go to this show under any circumstances. <laughs> he didn't give a follow-up. He didn't give a reason. I trust the man's judgment. 
I will not be going to Alfredo Palenque's Lucha Libre and El Bronx because I genuinely was interested in case I couldn't get into MSG. Why not go to a Lucha show? Lucha yeah, shows sure. are always a lot of fun. You know what I mean? But uh, the Cubs fan has steered me away. And uh, uh, listen, we can only pass on what he has told us. Yeah, right? and we have Ricardo who uh, who lives in Mexico and is it follows Lucha, goes to Arena Mexico every week or whatever. Uh, he also, he did the preview for this and basically recommended not to go either because he said, I don't know who any of these guys are. Like he knew the big names, of course, but he said, sure, yeah, I don't sure. know who most of these guys are. And like, he, yeah. you know, is there watching Lucha like on a weekly basis. So uh, yeah, he, he, he will also not be going to Gacho's gym. Uh, in the Bronx, but uh, and that's not that's a real name, by the way. We're not making that up. That is indeed Gaucho's Gym uh, in the Bronx, which uh, it's just it sounds like an awesome show to like go to if you can't get to MSG. But yeah, everybody that I've talked to has also said nah, for for, for what it for what it's worth. If you do want to go anyway, I am told that like it's it's right by a subway stop. So as soon as you step off your train and walk up the platform, you're basically at Gaucho's Gym. So if uh, your concern is, you know, walking through an unfamiliar area of the Bronx in the middle of the night, you don't have to worry about that. It seems like a pretty safe trip to the uh, Gaucho's gym. 8 p.m. in Rawway, CZW uh, versus WrestlePro at the Rawway Rec Center. 11.59 p.m. as to not cause confusion is Joey Janela's Spring Break Part 2, which takes us to Sunday. Sunday, yes. Anything on that uh, CCW Wrestle Pro uh, before we move on? Because that oh, is one that right. we did not we did not do a breakout. Yeah, we didn't do a breakout preview of that one. Uh, I don't know if there's anything that you need to let the people know about uh, uh, about that show, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's got your boy Mance Warner on it, Jose and Hose B. Again, another booking for those guys. But uh, anything else that jumps quickly, out? Yeah, yeah, anything else that jumps out for you? So you got Matt McIntosh versus Johnny Silver. Matt McIntosh is an excellent worker. We've got the WSU Spirit Championship. Chris Statlander, who we've been putting over, we will put over on these previews that you're going to listen to extensively. She's a hot prospect. She's the champ there. She's taking on Layla Hirsch. Falaba versus Anthony Green. Anthony Bowens, who, again, I think has potential. He takes on DJ Hyde. I don't know how he got stuck with that. Uh, <laughs> team, t- team Espana, who, listen, Team Espana are all Big over weekend. Big weekend for those it's guys. For Jose. And Hose B, huge weekend. They take on the rep. CCW title match, Dan Moff versus Mance Warner. That could be wild. Uh, big deal, Craig Steele takes on Matt Tremont. Big spot for big deal, Craig Steele. Huh? You might get, uh, I don't know. Listen. I got a stapler in the forehead. Is he, is he ready for that? The, the big I, don't deal? Know if his, I don't know if his wife's ready for that. I'm going to have to find out if, you know, if she wants to come home all <laughs> carved up. And then we got uh, Bull James versus uh, Sean Donovan versus CAC. I know nothing about CAC. Yeah, I that might be an error. I don't know if that, I, that might I it might be a CCW guy. It might be an error. I'm not quite sure who CAC is either. I know well, everybody else that's been listed, but listen, I don't know CAC. Let's put it this way. It's a bull James match, so it's gonna be <laughs> who terrible. Fucking cares, yeah. So, you know, you know what, what do you want I me to say reti- about I thought he retired. Didn't he retire? Or am I thinking of some other flame out? No, he just doesn't get booked because he stinks. Ah, that's probably it. Okay. I mean, he's still trying. Um I have the best Bull James WrestleMania weekend story. It's not fit for air, but um, it's a, <laughs> oh, you can't say that now. No. I can't tell that. Well, you know the story, Rich. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. I do. Yeah, yeah. Prevented him from doing something, and then I did that thing. So um, yeah. Anyway, um, and then eleven fifty nine, White Eagle Hall, Jersey City, New Jersey. Uh, GCW presents Joey Janela's Spring Break Three Part Two, the greatest clusterfuck that closes out Saturday as we head into Sunday. Yeah, and we should mention for the clusterfuck, uh, the names announced. I don't know if when we previewed it, all these names were announced, but uh, Paro, Essay Rios, Eric Canyon, and Crowbar. They dug up Devin Storm from wherever he was. So whatever, like, because I think he's like a personal trainer now, or like, you oh, know. Yeah, like, I got the story for you. Yeah, yeah, Crowbar, what's, what's Crowbar doing these days? 
he's a physical therapist. That's what it was. He, yeah, that's what it was. He is actually the one nursing Joey Janela back to health. So he's also booked him. Incredible. For the show. That's awesome. Did you see who he was nursing as well? No. Oh my! You didn't see this. So Joey Janela said that he was getting, he was on the elliptical at 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 you know as, as physical therapist, which now I found out his crowbar, which is incredible. And he looks over and he sees this guy, and he goes, and this is a tweet that he put out, and he goes, "Oh, geez, that guy looks a lot like Jim Powers." And he's just kind of like, you know, exactly how Joey Janela would think. He would look yeah. at a guy and be like, "Yeah, that guy," and like, you know, Jim Powers, what Jim Powers looks like now when he's like fifty six years old or whatever. It's just like a you know a, a dude with you know balding dude or whatever. But so anyway, he's like, "Yeah, that guy looks like Jim Jim Powers." So the crowbar comes over. And he goes, yeah, that guy over there, he looks like Jim Powers. And Crowbar goes, that is Jim Powers. Wow. So then there's a mark pick of Joey Janela with Jim Powers. And if you don't think that Jim Powers is going to be booked on this greatest clusterfuck, you have another thing coming, baby. Jim Powers, I think, is going to have to be there. Well, there's no question he asked him. (laughs) I don't know if he'll do it, but there's no doubt he asked him. Anyway, we go to Sunday. What a story. What a story. Joey uh, Joey Janela is the greatest. Uh, Sunday, April 7th, WrestleMania Access, Brands Battle, Joe, 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. You have a men's battle royal. A women's battle royal. That's it. <laughs> Two battle royals. Fantastic. Uh, featuring st- superstars from NXT, NXT UK, and 205 Live. Can you imagine the, the mindset you have to be in that you're booked on the 9 a.m. like men's battle royal at Access on God. Sunday morning? Like, yeah. Like, do you just to, do you just ask for your release right then and there, just or like throwing throwing lazy throwing lazy <laughs> right. punches at Baba Tunde in the corner? <laughs> Just you know, unbelievable, that's, yeah. That's that's your life now, Shane Thorne. Enjoy. Yeah. Oh God. Capital Wrestling, ready or not, 12 p.m. from the Phil Sheridan building. Um, I don't recall. No, actually, we didn't do one for Capital Wrestling. So let's uh, ch- real quickly. Uh, Aussie Open uh, versus the Ugly Ducklings. Jeff Cannonball versus Zach Amico. That's a Capital Death Match. Fourth in the Best of Five series, Anthony Bowens versus Darius Carter. Australian Suicide versus KC Navarro. Special K versus Colby Carino, Jordan Oliver, and HC Loke. Yes, that Special K from ROH fame. And, uh, and that HC Loke for that. Yes, and that HC Loke. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Paul Jordan versus Ken Dixon. And then the Capital Wrestling Championship, Matt McIntosh versus Eddie Kingston versus Sonny Kiss. I am... Already, one thing about this show, it's not bad, but why does it have to be Matt McIntosh, Eddie Kingston, and Sonny Kiss? I don't know why. Yeah, McIntosh versus Eddie Kingston, which I know that seems to work out a little bit better. The problem that I have about that is I am already worried at what Eddie Kingston is going to say about Sonny Kiss, right? I think Eddie, uh, you're right, Uh. either way, could be he. No, I think he'll have enough self-awareness to not say anything stupid. Oh, hopefully, yeah, because that that seems ripe for... Yeah, if it was five years ago, ten years ago, Eddie would be cutting a hell of a promo on Sunny Kiss, but I think hopefully we're okay these days. But Yeah, I think he has enough self-awareness to not go for that kind of heat, I think. Um, the other thing, too, we got Aussie Open versus the Ugly Ducklings. And they got to throw in a third team. Why? <laughs> of course. I know. Exactly. What is oh, I forgot to mention versus question mark, question mark, question mark. I forgot to mention yeah. that. I, I gave a good match and I forgot to mention there's a question mark team in there. Of course. Can we just have Aussie Open versus Ugly Ducklings, which you're never going to have a chance to do again because they wrestle on two different continents. Okay. You got an indie, US indie team, a UK indie team uh, from Australia, but they wrestle a lot in the UK. You get the idea. Okay. You have to cram another team in. It's like the theme of this weekend. <laughs> I know it's cram. Is, cram. Is, yeah. is, the theme of this weekend is swoggle everywhere and cramming people into matches where you don't need to cram people into matches. Those would have been two nice little matches, 
and they totally ruin it by cramming a third person into both of them. Yeah, which actually, which when when we talk about WrestleMania, we can cram. It's not only just the indie guys too. ROH, Matt Taven being yes. in, the, in, in the in the ring, uh, the fucking the, Ronda, the main event of WrestleMania with yes. Charlotte being crammed in there. That is this weekend is is cram cram cram. Um, squared circle project. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Just, and swoggle. Yeah. Can we just can we just ban three ways? Except you know. At the Lanza Estate, can we just ban three ways forever? <laughs> Get out of here! Can we just ban them. <laughs> I'm for it, uh, both at at the Lanza Estate and and in wrestling as well. So thank you, Rich. Yeah, you may continue. Squared Circle Project, 1:30 p.m. for Veterans Park Arena in Nyack, New Jersey. Uh, this is free admission, so Squared Circle Project basically uh, getting their company started here with a uh, a free show here uh, in Nyack, New Jersey. Kobe Durst versus Ari Azteca, Myron Reed versus Tyler Matrix, and Shane Saber versus Jake Lander, uh, and then. WrestleMania 35 start time, I think, is four. Uh, WWE Network says this bad boy is going until 11.30 Central Time, 12.30 Eastern. Um, I don't know if that's just like the time that they're allotting on the network or if this bad boy is going that long. Uh, but get ready, baby, because that is a long, long night. Good God. Yeah, start time is about an hour from now. There's uh, 16 <laughs> matches on this show now, so uh, enjoy that. Oh um, you'll hear plenty of that uh, coming up. Uh, the flagship, we talked about it, and uh, we'll talk about it on um, on these previews as well. So. All right, so let, let me run down these last two days because we can run through these pretty quick. Uh, Monday, April 8th, a access 12 to 4. Yes, access is still running through Monday. Women collide. This actually looks like a hell of a card for this one. I hope this one makes tape. Uh, Io Shirai versus Sonya Deville. Can you imagine? That match fucking rocks. Io Shirai versus Sonya Deville. I like that. Uh, Tony Storm, Nikki Cross, Bianca Belair. Because, of course, you have to have a three-way. It could just be Tony Storm versus Nikki Cross. You got to get Bianca Belair. Or Tony Storm versus Bianca Belair, which I'd be into. You got to have Nikki Cross. Uh, Piper Nevin versus Zelina Vega. That uh, is certainly a match. Uh, Candice LeRae versus Kaylee Ray, which is going to stumble, uh, make you know, a lot of people stumble over their words. Candice LeRae versus Kaylee. Ray, I'll see Monday Night Raw, and then on Tuesday, April 9th, you have SmackDown Live at 7 p.m. So we mentioned WWE uh, Access. That's going on, of course, all weekend. You have WrestleCon going on all weekend as well. You have way too early at uh, 8 a.m. on the 5th with Alicia and Corky. Uh, I know you're into this one, Joe. The 5th. 6 to 8.30 p.m., DDP's birthday bash workshop. I believe it's live yoga with DDP on his birthday. So uh, I know you're in for that one. Uh, <laughs> ROH New Japan Bullet Club, uh, they're running on the 5th, uh, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., a Supercard Festival of Honor. Uh, the next day at 10 to 6 on the 7th, they're running the Bullet Club block party as well. Uh, some live podcasts going on. DZ and Friends, Dolph Ziggler and Friends at Caroline's on Broadway. That's on the 5th at 11.59 p.m. Slobberknocker sessions with Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler at the Gotham Comedy Club, 1 p.m. on the 6th. Also, meet and greet sessions before, so make sure you get there early, Joe. Uh, on the 6th, 3 p.m., we watch wrestling. Live podcast at the Striker stage. I don't know what that is, but I don't I really don't know what we watch wrestling this either, but good for them. Um, on Your Mark Wrestling is going to be live on the 6th, 11 p.m., featuring Taya Valkyrie and Kenny King. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, our friends, though, uh, on the 7th, 12 to 1 p.m., uh, that's uh, Sunday morning, post-wrestling. They're doing a live show, John Pollock and Wei Ting, uh, at the Broadway Comedy Club uh, Seven uh, on the 7th. So that's Sunday morning, uh, 12 to 1. Uh, also, the next day, bleeding into the 8th, Joe, what happened when in 83 weeks with Tony Schiavone and Eric Bischoff? interested in that one uh 7 8 11 59 p.m as well something to wrestle with bruce pritchard meets the ross report that is it we are all done here i should mention as well some other stuff um my breath here a sec uh, additional stuff going on 
as well here. Let me just scroll down here to make sure we got this. Uh, other stuff, screen, uh, streaming schedule, I should say. The collective package. Uh, it's got a link over at uh, Fight TV so you can watch uh, Independent Wrestling, Bloodsport, Boner Jam, Slumber Party Massacre, Chikara, Black Label Pro, GCW, uh, Joe Janela Spring Break Part 1 and Part 2, Blackcraft, Orange Cassidy is doing something or whatever, uh, as well as the I. WS Unstoppable. That is all going to be on the collective package on Fight TV. Also, the More Than Mania package, uh, which you can get on WWNLive.com. Uh, also available on FightTV.com uh, as well, the More Than Mania package. Uh, WXW, DDT, Kaiju, Shimmer, WN Super Show, and the More Than Mania wrap-up party. Also, WrestleCon has a bundle pack available at Fight TV as well. That will have the WrestleCon Super Show. Uh, WrestleCon US versus the World, Rev Pro, The Penis Party, as well as Pro Wrestling Revolvers, Pancakes, and Pile Drivers. Dear God, we are all done. So let us get to uh, that's it. Yeah, so let's get to the actual preview podcast. I should say it's 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 over for me now. I'm done finally recording these bad boys. Uh, but yeah, you're gonna have about seven or eight hours of previews coming your way uh, in the multiple parts here of this episode. So just keep in mind if if your if your podcast downloaded only one part or whatever, it will be uh, broken up into parts. I'll upload them uh, one after the other. So you're gonna want to obviously download every single part and listen uh, as we go on there. But um, that's it. So yeah, you can check out the voices of wrestling.com for all the written previews as well. Uh, we might have some reviews that week as well. A lot of us are going to WrestleMania weekend. Uh, so I don't know exactly how we're going to handle the reviews, but uh, keep an eye out for that. Uh, also voice of wrestling.com. If you want to follow up on the schedules and, and keep an eye on what's going on and all the cards and whatnot, uh, we have all that information for you at voices uh, of wrestling.com slash uh, it, it, the URL is a little tough. So just go to voice wrestling.com. We'll have something on the sidebar there. If you see John Cena, uh, at a podium, that's where you're going to want to go. So just go there and then click for WrestleMania weekend schedule cards and info. Uh, at Voices Wrestling is where you can find us on Twitter. We'll be talking about stuff going on the entire weekend. Patreon.com slash Voices Wrestling. Joe had mentioned that he's going to do some fun stuff there, uh, written-wise, in terms of uh, matches to look out for that weekend, uh, as well as some other stuff during the weekend as well with Joe and I. So you're definitely going to want to check that out. Um, and yeah, I think that's it. VoiceWrestling.com slash forums. If you want to check out our, our great uh, web forums. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get to the other previews there and uh, let's let's have fun this many a weekend. So enjoy. Uh, thank you, of course, uh, for your support of uh, Voice of Wrestling. And uh, yeah, have at it with these uh, these multiple WrestleMania weekend preview podcasts. All right, and before we get to the preview, I do want to let you know that this episode of the Voice Wrestling Flagship Podcast is sponsored by our friends at ZipRecruiter. And you know that hiring is challenging, but there is, thankfully, one place where you can go that hiring is simple, it's fast, and it is smart. It is a place where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates. That place is ZipRecruiter.com slash VOW. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experiences and invite them to apply to your job. As applications comes in, ZipRecruiter will analyze each one and spotlight the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so efficient that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate through the site within the first day. I'm going to reiterate that again because that is awesome. ZipRecruiter is so effective. 80% of employers, 80% of employers get a qualified candidate through the site within one day day that is incredible there and right now voice wrestling listeners can try out ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive address ZipRecruiter.com slash VOW that's ZipRecruiter.com slash VOW ZipRecruiter.com slash VOW ZipRecruiter it is the smartest way to hire all right and we begin our series of uh segments on the Wrestlemania weekend with Taylor Mainberg Taylor how's it going good how are you 
Good, good, good. So, uh, yeah, f- as we mentioned uh, in the intro, the Joe and I did, we're going to now have various segments with members of Voices of Wrestling. Uh, myself and Joe. Joe will sometimes come in, sometimes not, bounce between. I'll be here every time, <laughs> and then I'll have a guest uh, every single time. We're going to go over you know, a certain collection of shows. Uh, Taylor inexplicably chose like 19 shows, so this is going to be our first segment. We're going to knock a lot of stuff out of the way. We got stuff from every single day. Uh, Taylor, what, you know, what, what, why, why these shows? Did you just kind of want an assortment, a potpourri of shows this time? Um, yeah, some of them I'm going to because I live in New York, so I'm going to um, be there live for the first time, my first live WrestleMania weekend. So maybe it was the excitement of uh, my first Mania weekend that made me choose so many shows. Um, and some, you know, I have uh, a little connection to, like we'll be talking about AIW, um, and I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, so I chose that one. So yeah, it's sort of a mix of shows I will be going to, and some other shows that I found interesting. That's awesome. Well, let's we'll, we'll get onto that in a sec. But uh, before we do that, you want to get your plugs out of the way where people can follow you, where they can listen and hear some of your work. Yeah, you can follow me on all social media at uh, Tay Mambo T A M A I M B O. Um, you can catch me writing for Voices of Wrestling, and also I will be. Or, or I think at this point, by the time that this is released, I appeared on the most recent episode of Wrestling Omakase uh, with John Carroll. So you can also listen to that. All right, let's get it going here. We're going to start on Wednesday, April 3rd, which I think is interesting. We'll, we'll talk about that uh, before we kind of get into this card here. Uh, Battle Club Rose Women, uh, Battle Club Pros uh, Women Crush Wednesday, starting at 7.30 p.m. Uh, from the Brooklyn Stewie Dome in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, again, before we kind of get to the card, Wednesday, April third. What, what's the? What do you think about this thing kind of stretching out until Wednesday? Like, I feel like there's been shows in prior WrestleMania weekends that, like, there maybe was one on like a Wednesday, but there's there's like a handful of shows on a Wednesday. It, it, is is this going to become a thing? Is it going to become like two weeks of a WrestleMania weekend? Like, what 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 are your thoughts on on shows beginning as early as Wednesday? Well, I don't remember. I would have to look up specifically, but I feel like there's always one or two shows that try and stretch the weekend. Now, sometimes I feel like in years past, it's been on a Monday, like the Monday following um, WrestleMania. You know, some shows run at midnight um, right after WrestleMania ends on Sunday. So I think this isn't anything new. I think it's a little bit better to put it at the front um, of the week, especially for the promotions themselves when you have people who are fresh and not falling asleep after watching eight hours of WWE uh, or things like that. But, you know, I don't mind. I live in the city, so, you know, I didn't have to do too much of a... I'll be going to this show live, so I didn't have to do too much of a change of plans to uh, make it to the show. But I guess I could see if you planned your whole weekend and you're flying in on Thursday afternoon or something that you might go, oh, you know, you might... You might be annoyed that they keep moving it back, but luckily no one's announced for Tuesday or Monday yet. So, yeah, and I'm I'm kind of with you that I, I I like it more at the beginning of the weekend because we saw like I mean initial WrestleMania weekend quote unquote was Friday and Saturday and then obviously Sunday with WrestleMania and then a few years ago Thursday became the thing and now this year we're we're going to talk about it in a bit like Thursday's like the biggest night I think or like one of the biggest nights it's so packed whereas before you could people could kind of comfortably come in Thursday during the day or Thursday night or whatever and get ready for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Now it's 
you really kind of have to be there for Thursday. And, you know, again, like I, I don't mind these companies trying it out on Wednesday. Hey, look, if people are going to come a little bit early, it's New York. People might be trying to come even take a whole week off or whatever. Why not? So I, I don't blame them. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if um, in some future years we see some people try to go. Monday and Tuesday is a little tricky. Like Monday, I think would be tough because like I had its best, like people are probably coming in on a Sunday or a Monday or whatever. But uh, I, I would like to see, you know, maybe, maybe it's not going to be me, but I'd like to see a few more shows run on Wednesday and see what sort of happens. I guess we'll find out this year uh, what happens. This Battle Club Pro might be a, a, a good test of, of what happens. Like you said, you were going uh, Women Crush Wednesday, uh, Wednesday, April 3rd, 7.30 p.m. Uh, Brooklyn Stewie Dome. Is that how, think, that's how you pronounce uh, I it, think right? It's, I think it's Brooklyn Stye Dome. Stye Dome? Okay, we've been putting Stewie uh, Dome in everything. <laughs> no I, I think, us, so. but, but, but we'll see. Because there's things in... Um, you know, it's like Sty Sty Town. I I think uh, it is S T U Y, but I think oh, it's but that's how you pronounce it. I think it's it? pronounced oh. Sty. Like, there's a a place in New York called Stuyvesant, uh, which is spelled S T U Y, and and so on. So I think it's Brooklyn Sty Dome. Oh, now, right. who knows? Maybe I'm wrong as well. So. You're probably right. Stewie Dome sounds pretty terrible, so I would, I would prefer that the name that you gave. But uh, let's go over this card here a little bit because this is an interesting one that I know you uh, you want to dive into. And then now you're going, so that's a pretty cool little thing we can add here. Uh, starts out with Gauntlet Match: Leah Hirsch, Sahara Seven, Steph Delander, Christina Marie, Danny J, Vipress, Rachel Bostic, and Ruby Rays is in the Gauntlet Match. I'm just going to go over every single match, and then what we'll do is we'll go back and kind of um, highlight some certain ones here. Uh, Savannah Evans versus Vanity. Again, this is Women Crush Wednesday, Battle Club Pro. You'll find a theme with the show. It is women. Uh, Leva Bates, Special Guest Commissioner, Thunder Rosa versus Ariel Monroe versus Davinian. Davine? I, I, I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce that one. Uh, Allie Cat and Veda Scott versus Shazza McKenzie and Indy Hartwell. Uh, the Sea Stars, Ashley Vox and Delmi Exo versus Solo Darling and question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Uh, Maria Manic versus Sue Young. Tasha Steeles versus Diamante. Uh, and Battle Club Iconics Championship, Harlow O'Hara versus Kylie Ray. Uh, also uh, confirmed talent for the show. I, actually, all those uh, ended up showing up on the, uh, uh, the roster there. So, um, yeah, so the matches we got there. So full card pretty much announced. Uh, maybe a few more things get added. But uh, overall, what do you think of the card? And, and is there a match that sort of stands out to you that you're pretty excited to see? I think it's a, I think it's a pretty um, good card. There's a lot of people on this card I actually have not seen or just not seen live. Uh, Kylie Ray, um, I have not seen live. I'm really excited for that oh, match. Awesome. Obviously, it's the main event. Uh, Tasha Steeles, I've been a fan of for... Um, a, a year or two. I think she's really great. She had some, she's appeared in ring of honor in women of honor a couple of times, I think maybe two or three times, if I'm remembering correctly, and I think she's really great. So I think she and Diamante will be really great. I think it's a good um, fun card with a lot of talent. You know, the gauntlet match has a lot of people from sort of all over. Layla Hirsch is from CZ, works CZW a lot. Uh, Steph Delanders from Australia uh, Sahara Seven and uh, Rachel Bostic. So I think Rachel Bostic is Ray Lynn because she's married. She's either engaged or married to Dylan Bostic, who was in uh, the. He was in the. I don't remember if he was at the Performance Center or he was in WWE. Yeah, what, um, the, the name. Yeah, where where was he? Let me find out. Let me let me make sure we we know because yeah, he's been he's been bouncing around a little bit. Uh, for the last few years, he was. I know he was doing OVW stuff for a while, uh, and then I thought he was. Was he just OVW? But maybe he was there when they. I don't remember if he was there when they broke off or not. And I know he's a championship wrestling from Hollywood. People have seen him 
uh, right. a lot as well. But yeah, I don't. Uh, I, yeah, I don't. Make, but he is indeed engaged uh, to Ray Lynn, so that makes a lot of sense in the world that that be uh, that would be. Yeah, because because so. Ray Lynn, I really uh, she just was in Japan. She appeared for Sendai Girls and Marvelous, and I thought she was uh, pretty fun. I really liked watching her. She kind of. Um, Oh, now I'm. Um, she she kind of reminds me. She has a little bit of a look. Uh, her hair looks very similar to Candice LeRae. Um, she doesn't, um, you know, she doesn't wrestle that kind of comedy style that mm-hmm. Candice did. But they have a very, to me, you know, some people might look at them and say, "Oh, they don't look at all the same." But the first time I saw her, I said, "Oh, you know, they have kind of that white blonde." hair right 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 yeah um so that made me think of that and then sahara seven as well was in marvelous um for a while last year um and i liked her as well so yeah there's a lot on this card that should be fun you know i think on wednesday everyone will be not not just the fans but the wrestlers as well everyone will be fresh so I think it'll be a fun show, you know, the kickoff show. I'm sure people will be looking to impress. Uh, so I think it should be a fun show. Yeah, and it feels a little unique, too, because, of course, Shimmer uh, is, is, you know, always big uh, on WrestleMania weekend. Shine has, has appeared sometimes, usually when they're they're in Florida or the South. Well, Shine has really no presence in this year's WrestleMania weekend. Uh, Stardom, of course, comes over when we're talking about, you know, you know women's promotions. So I think it's a good opportunity for Battle Club Pro, too, to, to, to do this show. And I think a lot of the women on the show... Like you said, they're not only going to be fresh, but also it, it could be a good statement too that they come out here pretty much. You know, there's there's some other shows running on Wednesday, but they're pretty much the probably the top dog on, on on Wednesday night. So that's a really good opportunity for them to go out there, just have a great show, have great matches, and and, and really get people talking about them because this could be a big moment for them uh, and a big moment for Battle Club Pro. And it's a little bit of a risk with obviously going on the Wednesday, but but I like the risk. I mean, this is definitely the day uh, to run this show because it just wouldn't work. You know, Thursday's too packed, and Friday's got stuff, and then you're competing with Shimmer, you're competing with Stardom, and then you're competing with some some bigger shows as well. So I, I, I like the placement of the show, and yeah, it looks pretty interesting. Um, yeah, if you've never seen Kylie Ray live, she's awesome. Like I, I think uh, that she'll just project. Like yeah, it, it's it's a different experience live. That's why I mentioned to people because uh, VOD like it just doesn't quite. I don't know. Like she's not like terrible. You know, when you're watching on VOD, but there's there's a little bit that is lost where like you watch her live and she's just like such a radiant personality and so uh, so charismatic or whatnot that live it's like a completely different experience. So I think you'll really enjoy that one uh, as well. And even like yeah, some of the stuff that they booked like even the Maria Maniac versus uh, uh, Sue Young again like a, a good idea to book those. And I feel like that's the one thing with this show that I like is is they kind of booked like people similar people similar talent levels in these matches where it's not like you know if someone's really good they're not going to be against someone that's not as good like the people that are not as good are kind of against the people that are not as good which i think makes for a better show as opposed to you know kind of anybody being dragged down or moved you know it's just kind of they did a good job with that like you said the gauntlet matches a bunch of people that that are you know relative unknowns unless you're really really hardcore uh into the scene but that's a good opportunity for someone to kind of prop up and then uh yeah like there's some other i i yeah ultimately i kind of like the show uh a, a bunch and i'm I'm excited to see how it does too on that Wednesday. But uh, yeah, is there is there a match on the show before we move on to uh, uh, evolve? Is there a match on the show that maybe we're not talking about that might be better than a lot of people think? Um, I think that's. I mean, depending on who Solo Darling's partner is, obviously it's a question mark. I mean, there's going to be a lot, as you mentioned. There's, you know a bunch of other women's shows happening. So there could be a bunch of talent available for this show. So, I mean, if that's a good 
pick, you know, if Solo Darling has a good partner, I mean, that could be that that could be a great match. I mean, you're talking about all the shimmer talent might be in town and, you know, who knows, maybe someone booked for stardom, you know, comes over. So yeah, I think that match could be, depending on who the partner is, could be really good. Yeah, the question mark's looming big. Yeah, because that could be a lot of different people. And yeah, everybody else, you know, in that in that match has some some skills too. But yeah, if you bring in like some heavy hitter for some other promotion or whatnot, which would be pretty cool too. I guess it's depending on uh, they're just gonna wait and see who who lands and says, "All right, cool, like here's the show, like <laughs> let's go." Who lands first and find out? But uh, so that is uh, Battle Club Pro Women Crush Wednesday, Wednesday, April third, uh, seven thirty p.m. from the Brooklyn Sty or Stewie. We'll find out. Dome, uh, Brooklyn, New York. You can go hassle Taylor while he's there. So uh anyway you're gonna wear one shirt the whole yeah by the way if you're gonna be on this show uh, you have to wear one shirt the entire time so people can find you the entire weekend so um declare your shirt by the end of the show you don't have to do that please don't do that please change shirts although i probably will be wearing a mako satamora shirt on this show so, <laughs> well there you go uh, so if you see it'll the... say why it'll say wild weapon mako satamora so if you see that that's probably me yeah if you see a very handsome man in a michael Sedamore shirt you'll you'll know that is indeed taylor mainberg all right let's get into evolve 125 here thursday april 4th start time 12 p.m from laboom in new york uh evolve championship austin theory versus kyle o'reilly kyle o'reilly being the uh, nxt superstar coming in this weekend uh for them evolve tag team title match you have eddie kingston and joe casey uh versus the dt team of takashita and mao uh, Montez Ford versus Shane Strickland, Harlem Bravado versus Adrian Jodu. I, I never knew how to pronounce that name. I think I got it right, but uh, that one's pretty tough. Uh, the rare, there must be a winner match: Darby Allen versus Anthony Henry. I, is that no DQ, no disqualification, no countout? I don't know what a there must be a winner match is, but I like it. Uh, Higuchi, who lost his first name, versus Kurt Stallion. Uh, Angela Dawkins versus Colby Carino. Air Fox and Leah Ruff uh, versus John Silver and Alex Reynolds. And also uh, Priscilla Kelly, and uh, yeah, I think everybody else that uh, that we have here on the confirmed talent list is there. So that looks like uh, that's our card right there. So yeah, what are your thoughts on the Evolve One Twenty Five show? Um, I think it's an interesting card. You know, Evolve is at a point now where it was so funny. The first alert that they announced, they only had about eight people um, on the list, and I was a little bit concerned. You know, they had accidentally left off Darby Allen. Um, initially I was a little bit concerned about that. Um, they, you know, Kyle O'Reilly was an addition. The, the DDT folks were an addition. So I think the card, um, shaped up nicely. You mentioned it, but you know, there must be a winner goes alongside, you know, grudge match as these names of, um, evolve matches that don't really make any sense. Um, so I don't know, is that going to be, like you said, is that going to be no DQ? Is it going to be, you know, something else you don't really know? Um, but I think the card overall looks pretty strong. Yeah, I like this card a lot. This, this Evolve 125 card. I mean, I think Kyle O'Reilly coming in is a huge, huge, huge asset. Like of, of all the people they could have gotten this weekend, O'Reilly's right up my list of, of guys. Cause he's a dude that always kind of gives a, a ton of effort and, and is a guy I really like as well. So having him in there with Austin Theory, who, you know, Austin Theory's gotten better and improved a little bit, but I think this could be a huge moment for him of, is getting in the ring there with Kyle O'Reilly, presumably getting the victory unless they're, you know, kind of. <laughs> shuttle a championship over to Kyle O'Reilly, which I'm, I'm, I'm very <laughs> highly doubtful of. But yeah, it's going to be a good moment for Austin Theory to kind of have a coming out party. And, and I think that's a guy that kind of compliments him pretty well. So I like that idea there. Um, 
you know, adding the DT guys, and that's the one I wanted to talk about a bit because obviously you you follow DDT, so you're kind of more aware of these guys. And and maybe for for listeners that don't know of the guys we're going to see. So in the Evolve Tag Team Title Match, you get Kingston and Gacy uh, versus Takashita and Mao, and then Higuchi versus Kurt Stallion. So uh, what do we know about, or, or what can you tell people about? Uh, maybe start with Higuchi and then work your way up to the, uh, the the tag match there. But what can what can people expect uh, if they don't follow DDT with those guys? So Higuchi is um, just a big guy. Um, you know, he's sort of big and thick, I guess you might say. So I have a feeling with Kurt Stallion in there, who's a little bit on the um, thin side, I guess you would say, um, that probably Higuchi will um, put some damage on him, you know, probably chops uh, and strikes and things like that. He has sort of a um, sumo it's not a sumo gimmick you know he's not wearing a sumo outfit or anything like that but he does sort of you know sumo type strikes uh using his size so i think that'll be a i think actually you know you asked in the previous uh for battle club pro what could be a sort of sleeper match and i think actually higuchi versus kurt stallion could be one of those very fun you know, Kurt Stallion fighting his way up from underneath as he, you know, really gets the shit beat out of him. Um, so I think that match could be really, really fun. Um, the tag title match, Takashita is the KOD openweight champion in DDT, which is their top title. And Mao actually just lost the um, their tag titles. He was with Mike Bailey. They just lost the titles at the last show. Um, but Takashita is very young. He's 23. And I find in his matches, I think that this is a spot where he tends to, when he's got a big match, he does at least one thing that I find inadvisable. You know, taking a bump through a table or, you know, from the ring to the outside. And I think that's part of that. He's only 23, so he thinks, oh, sure, I can do this. And maybe <laughs> right. in a couple of years, it'll catch up with him. Um, but he, I think, is really great. I think he's one of the best. He might be the – how old is Will Ospreay now? I always uh, Will is, I think, 24 right now. But let me, let me confirm that. Uh, okay. It, it, he's stupid young. He's, like, annoyingly young. Because uh, I would 25, say – 25, 25. Okay. Because I would say probably Takashita and Ospreay are probably one and two for me in terms of the best wrestlers under the age of 25. Um, I mean, Takashita is just so... I mean, he's been at the top of the company now for a few years, so it's even been... He was even younger when he started. Um, And then Mao is just a... You know, I love Mao. He's a really fun guy. A lot of people see him as sort of a spiritual successor of Kota Ibushi in DDT. Um, he wrestles a lot of sort of silly matches or, you know, on the DDT show proper. He has a weapon rumble, um, which he has also done in DDT. But also he has the ability, you know, he has this team with Mike Bailey where they're sort of a high-flying, action-packed team. So he also has that side. So it's very Kota Ibushi who right. also has those two, you know, that he can go in and do strikes and kicks and you know, dives and things like that, but also he can go out and, you know, shoot off rockets from a car and, you know, jump off a playground set or whatever he's doing. So very similar. So I think that's a really great team. Um, I'm interested to see how that they, how they mix with uh, Kingston and Gacy. 
um, who are obviously a little bit more rough and tumble than they are. Um, but I think that should, I think that should be a fun match. And I think Takashita and Mao are probably going to pull out all the stops being in America. I think that DDT, the DDT folks are excited to be coming. So I think that they're really going to, I think they're going to go for it on all their appearances. Yeah, that's definitely what I'm looking forward to uh, with with both of those guys. Higuchi Stallion sounds like one that, again, like you said, the sleeper match, and I was definitely going to tag that one as like one that you know people, if you don't know about Higuchi, you might be like, ah, whatever, it's Kurt Stallion. But Stallion too, I think he's the guy that's going to understand how big that moment is too, and and really deliver. Uh, one match that really sticks out to me with this Evolve 125 show is uh, Montez Ford and Shane Strickland as well. Montez Ford has been killing it in Evolve, and he looks, you know, for people that are just like, yeah, the Street Profits guy, like, yes, <laughs> and when he when he's able to kind of do what he wants to do and and, and kind of fly over the ring and do this stuff that that uh he really seems to kind of sink his teeth into he has been great and evolved and 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 this match against Shane Strickland it's a singles match it's clear now if you watch kind of the booking because when they first started kind of doing singles matches with the Street Profits in Evolve they were kind of on even footing and okay like Angelo's facing this guy and then you know Montez facing this guy this time of all 125 just let you know what they think of like the trajectory of two, these, <laughs> two of these guys Montez Ford is against Shane Strickland Angelo Dawkins is against Colby Carino so uh yeah I think there's a clear idea that this Montez Ford could be something big as, as as a singles guy and as a star or whatever so against Shane Strickland a huge moment for him I would assume as well because Strickland you know what's going on with Strickland I would assume that Montez Ford gets the win uh, as well which would be another huge moment for him too so I'm really looking forward to that match because uh uh, I know Montez is going to want to do all he can in there, and Shane Strickland's pretty awesome as well. So that one really stands out to me as being pretty cool. And like you said, the Darby Allen Anthony Henry, like depending on what the stipulation exactly entails, like it's fucking Darby Allen. You know, right? like he's going to fall off something, take crazy bumps, like have a great match. You're going to wonder, oh my god, Darby, you're going to die. Why are you doing this? And then he'll be back the next day doing the same thing, nearly dying and 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 doing his. Uh, Darby Allen stuff. So yeah, this uh, this actually looks like a pretty fun card. Uh, ultimately, they did. You're right. They did kind of scare us when they initially announced names, uh, and then there's been a little bit of rollout here and there. And I think the the matchups all kind of work as well. So so I'm 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 positive on Evolve 125. I definitely am. Um, are you are you attending the show? I will be at the show. I will be spending all of Thursday at Laboom. So I'll be doing Evolve, WXW, DDT, and Kaiju. Oh, there you go. So you got a full day at uh, Laboom. All right. <laughs> Eating like what kind of food do they have at Laboom? Because I'm spending a bunch of time at Laboom too over the weekends. So. They have it's a, it's a so Laboom is for those who don't know, it's a sort of the regular purpose, I'll say for it, although they host a lot of wrestling now, is it's a Spanish nightclub. Um, as you walk in, you'll see the posters advertising all the, you know, DJs and bands that they have playing, but they have a they have a booth that does Mexican food. I think nice. the one time I've eaten there, I think I had a quesadilla. All right, that's fine. Um, but it was good. Um, you know, they give it to you in a little box, so it's you know you can contain the mess. Um, but it was it's good. So yeah, you can look forward to you know having uh, maybe some tacos or quesadilla or something like that. Awesome. Well, that's good. Yeah, because I was getting. I I don't know if I could sustain myself on only nachos and like you know hot dogs from various menus <laughs> and like you know sour straws or whatever. But uh, I can if I will. I mean, I, if 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 it's what it takes, I'll do it. But uh, it's good to know that Laboom at least will have some uh, some decent food here. So that is uh, Evolve One Twenty Five Thursday, April Fourth. Uh, we said start time twelve p.m. Just kind of give you an idea of what's going on on that day as well to kind of see what's up against it. Uh, Independent Wrestling TV's Family Reunion also uh, at twelve p.m. That's from What Eva Hall. So that's your direct competition uh, for that twelve p.m. Slot. but that's it those those two shows and then you're kind of open um 
Destiny and Fight Club Pro, they're starting uh, at uh, 3 p.m., so you got a little bit of time for that. And then WXW uh, is, of course, following Evolve at Laboom at 4 p.m. So not a bad lineup. So, yeah, if you got between the two, if you're if you're going to be in, like, New York proper and not New Jersey, there's no reason not to be to Evolve 125. So, yeah, that that's, um, looks like a pretty fun show, and, and yeah, you guys should have a, should have a good time there. So I'm tentatively uh, I'll possibly be there. I know we're, we're getting in, like, a few hours prior to that, so I don't know if we're just kind of kind of try to shake the cobwebs off and then get ready for the wrestling or just dive right into it and just be like, whatever, who cares? Like, let's go, like, you know, <laughs> land at 9 a.m. and then just drive immediately and just get it going. But uh, we'll, we'll see where it goes, so. Uh, all right, so let's get to our next uh, show here. This is in uh, also Thursday, April 4th, 7 p.m. Uh, from Stage 48 in Manhattan, New York. It is NYWC's A Matter of Pride. So this is a uh, – Taylor, can you kind of describe what this show is for people that don't know? Because this one is is one of the more unique, I would say, shows this entire weekend. It's definitely going for its 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 certain vibe. It's going for kind of a niche. But what can people expect if they go to uh, NYWC's A Matter of Pride? So, um, as probably everyone listening to this will know, New York uh, is a very liberal state, and New York City is a extremely liberal city. So there is a strong uh, LGBT, um, you know, sort of aspect to a lot of wrestling that happens in the city because you know, being a very liberal city, the city is very supportive. So I know in the city and also throughout the state, I think uh, I think they've had a few LGBT kind of style shows um, throughout the state. So that's kind of the bent of this is you have a lot of LGBT talent um, sort of as we go into 2019, we find more and more uh, in a very positive manner that, you know, LGBT talent can um, let themselves be known and that, you know, that they're accepted by the wrestling world, which has not always been the case. Um, so, yeah, that's sort of the bent LGBT, LGBT positive uh, show. So that's really the, you know, a matter of pride. Yeah, and yeah. It it kind of kind of gives it gives it away there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, it looks like a pretty fun show for, for the people. You said this is like right down the block from you as well, but you're going to be unfortunately at Laboom the entire day. But uh, it looks pretty interesting. It looks like it's going to be, I mean, from the way that they've described it and talked about it, it's it's half wrestling show, half like party and half like have fun. And like, uh, you, know, you know, it is still going to be a wrestling show, but it's also going to be a little bit more of kind of a, uh, you know, a celebration and a party and stuff. And I think that's really cool that 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 this show can exist on a WrestleMania weekend. And like you said, not be looked down upon, not be like, oh, here, what is this? Or like, what the, you know, because in 10 years prior, 20 years prior, I mean, Jesus, 30 years prior, of course not. It's not happening. Like that this is happening and that it's, you know, going to be embraced and, and and be something that a lot of people are excited about is, is, is really awesome. Like, it's really cool. And I think New York's obviously a good spot to do this show. But uh, yeah, I'm looking, uh, you know, I won't be going to the show, but I look forward to kind of seeing how the reaction is and, and what people think of it, because, yeah, there's some fun stuff on here. Uh, let's go over the card here and then we can kind of talk about it. this. Is, again, as I said, like it's going to seem weird to like break down the matches here because it feels like more of a, <laughs> as you said, more of a kind of a celebration, a party than it is like, ah, hmm, I wonder who's going to win the, you know, the Chris Canyon battle Royal. Like, who knows? Like, whatever, man. Uh we have Corinne Mink versus DJ Summers, Eddie McQueen versus Cassius, the wedding ceremony of Rick Edward, Edward Dominic Catalano Jr. and Vinny Pacifico officiated 
by Terry Runnels. All right, Effie versus Billy Dixon, uh, a big gay street fight. Uh, Carson Kressley also may appear on that one. Nyla Rose, who uh, people might know from the AEW uh, press conference announcement, uh, versus Maria Moreno. Uh, AC Mack versus Jake Atlas. Sonny Kiss versus Molina. And then the Chris Canyon Memorial Battle Royal to determine the first ever champion of a matter of pride. So, uh, Taylor, what, uh, what what can we kind of expect from the show uh, in ring-wise, kind of looking at those names? So I think you've got a lot of fun talent, as you said. I think this might be the uh, – I don't know. I would have to look at all the cards, but is this the most AEW heavy show with Nyla Rose and Sonny Kiss on it? Ooh, you're my, oh, you're probably right. Yeah, unless the Bucks, like, show up anywhere. That's an interesting which take, they, yeah. Yeah, which they've said – I think they said they're like, we are not being in New York. So, so that might actually, funny enough, be this. I have always thought um, – you know, I go to a lot of local shows here in New York – um, and I have always thought, you know, sometimes you think, you know, if I started a wrestling company in New York, what would it, you know, what would I do? And I have always thought Sonny Kiss would be my first call. You know, that would be the top talent. I think he's really great. He's great in ring. Um, he's, you know, the gimmick is fun. He's super talented. I think AEW, that's a great pickup for them. Oh, yeah. For that's sure. the sort of talent they need where it's not someone who's been, you know, not someone who was in WWE and look, looks like a cast off and not someone who's been on the indies for, you know, 15 years and everyone has seen them in, you know, 500 shows, but someone who's a little bit under the radar, um, super talented, and I think will get better working with talented people in AEW. Um, so I think that match, obviously Molina, a uh, sort of blast from the past name. Um, I think that match will be fun. Nyla Rose, I think is really great. Um, so yeah, I think it'll be, I think, you know, it's just going to be a fun show. You know, the big gay street fight, uh, Carson Kressley um, from Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, and he's currently on RuPaul's Drag Race, cut a promo on on Twitter. <laughs> um, that's, well, that's why you said the show is like, and that's why, like, you know, people like Sonny Kiss and, and, and tapping into that market, especially in New York. I mean, that's that you're, you're right. If you want to really make a successful company in New York, like, it would be this, you know what I mean? In the weirdest way, it's like, it's it's half like. It's half fashion, it's half party, it's half club, it's also embracing. It, it's yeah, it, this is this is the way to go. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm with you. I'm I will invest in your new company, Taylor. So you you, you get it started. Oh, I will. Great. I'll get it I'm actually not going to do that. I'm not going to invest, but I'll help out. I'll like I'll like edit some video for you. But no, I'm not uh, not with money. I'll invest my time. Okay, <laughs> very generous of you. Um, I also will say that. You, you mentioned it before I am, you know, I have DDT at this time. I am bummed I can't make it to the show because the show is literally about a two-minute walk away from my house. But I really love Stage 48. I think it's a great venue for wrestling. Um, and I'm surprised that more, you know, maybe the venue is really expensive or something. I know Chikara, when they would come to New York, they used to run at Stage 48 because it's really well set up. It's pretty um, – it's not a huge space. Um, but they have a they have a sort of balcony, but when you stand up in the balcony, the balcony is like right over the ring. So the balcony is a great view. They have a little stage. So I think it's a great venue for wrestling as well. Um, I wish more shows were running there. Obviously, it's close to my house. Um, but 
I think I think it's going to be probably a blast to be at, and I'm you know a little. Bit, it's one of those things. It's sort of a mania weekend tradition that you you know you choose one thing and you miss out on two or three other things. Yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna um, happen, but. But, but yeah, I think the show will be fun. You know, I hope that there's some way, I don't know if they announce, I hope there's some way to watch it afterwards because I definitely would, you know, do a VOD or, or something like that. Yeah, as far as we know right now, it, it is not streaming anywhere um, and it's not a part of any package yet, but we'll see if that this one, this might be one that people, either they distribute it on their own or someone will kind of catch up with them later and say, hey, look, you know, we'll come and, and film your show because I think it should be because I think, yeah, again, this is one that I think some people are going to want to check out, but because it's running up against some other stuff, as you said, and, and, and it's in a real tough time slot, I think, which is, uh, you know, unfortunate, but it might be, you know, it, it might be grabbing, you know, non-wrestling fans a little bit more even than than, than straight wrestling fans, but yeah, you have like the WrestleCon Super Show going on at the same time, you got MLW going out at the same time, you have DDT coming out around the same time as that, so it, it, it's tricky. I get where... Um, yeah, it's just tough. There's just so much else going on at that 7 p.m. Uh, that's pretty tough. Even the interspecies wrestling, uh, Boner Jam 4, balls out, tough competition. Uh, again, right up against it. So, yeah, that that is uh, there's a lot going on at that time slot. So that is uh, that's maybe an unfortunate pick on the time slot, but but it might work out all right for them because they, they might, again, be pulling from a little bit of a different audience too. So uh, pretty good stuff there. So that's NYWC, a matter of pride, Thursday, April 4th. 7 p.m. Uh, from Stage 48 in Manhattan. Again, no details yet on uh, if that's streaming or not, but uh, tickets are still available, so you can go uh, grab tickets if you want if you're going to be there uh, that weekend and you're not doing anything else. During that time slot. All right, Taylor, let's get to it. Uh, there's a little show called Slumber Party Massacre by Absolute <laughs> Intense Wrestling. Uh, they're a wrestling outfit out of Cleveland, Ohio. You may have heard of them. Uh, Thursday, April 4th, start time, 11 p.m. Uh, what Eagle Hall, New Jersey. Uh, streaming on Fight TV, also Fight TV's GCW Collective Package. I'll go over the card here real quick. Uh, Eddie Kingston versus Sujiro Otani, Scott Steiner versus Swoggle, Ethan Page and MJF versus Colt Cabana and Space Monkey, uh, a Mexican death match with Bestia 666 and Damian 666 versus the Young Studs, uh, Bobby Beverly and Eric Ryan, uh, Mance Warner versus Nick Gage, and an absolute championship match, PB Smooth, defending against Filthy Tom Lawler, as well as uh, Tim Donst and Matthew Justice. Uh, and the final one, and then uh, yes, some uh, some other names as well. Uh, Colin Delaney uh, figures to be in- involved in something, uh, and Chi Hernandez also a confirmed talent for that show. So uh, Taylor, <laughs> tell us about AIW Slumber Party Massacre. So AIW is a promotion in Cleveland. I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio, um, but AIW was not. I don't think was around when I lived there, so I never saw a show when I lived there. However, I went back, um, you know, my parents are still in Cleveland, so I went back to visit them over Thanksgiving, and AIW ran a show. Um, It actually was, you know, I remember going to it. It was like one of the best, you know, independent shows I had been to in a while. It was tons of fun. They had a lot of great matches. Um, So it was really great. So that's partially why, you know, I picked the show to cover you know, they're a Cleveland promotion, so I have to support, of course, Cleveland, but also that I had loved um, that show so much. Now, this is a little bit of a different show because it's Mania Weekend, so you have a lot more um, fly-in or, you know, drive-in people, I guess, however they're getting to New York. Um, but, I, you know, I think it's it looks like a fun um, show. They do have a good sort of mix of the local maybe not even local, but the guys they use month to month um, as well as sort of the fly-ins, you know, you mentioned 
uh, Colin Delaney and uh, Cheech Hernandez, who actually had a great show or had a great match on that Thanksgiving show, a tag match that I really loved. Uh, so I, I'm excited to see what they'll be doing. Uh, the Absolute Championship, you know, at the show I went to, it was Tim Donst and Matthew Justice had a great match that actually um, AIW's regular setup is they have sort of the uh, ramp to the, they have a ramp to the ring, sort of like a Noah style ramp. And um, I don't remember who gave it to who, but someone did a pile driver on the ramp and the ramp broke and they ended up going through the ramp, uh, which was crazy. But yeah, I think it's a fun, you know, there's only six matches. So interesting to see what the next two, you know, the final two or three or maybe one match will be. But I think it looks like a, you know, fun card. Yeah, uh, there's some some stuff that really stands out. I mean, Eddie Kingston and Shinjiro Otani is, is one that seems a little weird uh, on its face, but is one that I know Eddie Kingston is is all in on. And Otani, presumably, if he's healthy, uh, there's been some kind of rumors and rumblings that he's uh, he's a little injured. But we'll we'll see what what happens. But that one could be really really good as well. And then I think it's it, it's it's a show that definitely is for its crowd. And I think also being at Thursday, April 4th, you know, at, on, at 11 p.m. made it a little bit different. I think if this card was in the middle of the day, I think it would look a little bit different. Than it does, but the fact that it's a little bit of a nighttime one, it's more of kind of like the style of, of a spring break in, in, in some ways where you get like Scott Snyder versus Swaggle, which is going to be sort of one of your comedy matches. Your Ethan Page and MJF versus Cole Caban and Space Monkey, another sort of uh, comedy based match. But then you also have your stuff like the Mexican Death match, which we mentioned. Also, uh, the Mance Warner versus Nick Gage uh, match in there, too. So it's a nice blend of everything. It's kind of a variety show. Uh, card in a good way in terms of like the Eddie Kingston, Jiro Otani will be more of your kind of wrestling match. Your two potential death matches of Mance Warner and Nick Gage and also the Mexican death match and then your comedy stuff too. So it, it kind of sprays all fields and hits every different niche, which I think is a good idea for, for this time slot for sure. Yeah, it certainly doesn't, you know, it's not all one thing or the other, which I think is nice. It's a little bit of something for everyone, you know, for me, Scott Steiner versus Swoggle is not a match. I would probably be running out. Uh, to see but as I mentioned you know the absolute championship match should be really fun you know Mance Warner Nick Gage should be a lot of fun um, you know I'm really looking forward to see Otani I think he'll have a good match with Eddie Kingston so yeah a little bit of uh, a little bit of something for everyone on this card yeah, and the stuff it's running up against, just to kind of give you an idea, DDT, as we mentioned, that's starting at 8 p.m. from Laboom, so that's where you're going to be. Uh, you also have, well, I guess you have Murder Mania Night 2, the uh, No Ring Death Matches thing, which I guess we're not doing for this uh, the, the, this preview series, but I know you have been to a Murder Mania before. What can, uh, if for whatever reason you decide to go to uh, any of the Murder Manias, any of the three nights of Murder Mania, what can you expect from that? So if it's the way that I, uh, if it's similar to the, what I saw, it's, it's essentially you go to a bar. Um, sometimes they have bands that play before, but then uh, you just kind of stand there and two people stand in the middle of the room and they st start doing a wrestling match. Um, and it can go anywhere, you know, it could go up on the bar. Um, if there's a bar counter, um, it can go up on a stage if they have a stage. So it's really kind of whatever. It's just, you know, sort of a fun, you know, you hang out, you listen to bands, you see a, you know, see a brief wrestling match and just sort of, sort of hang out and have fun. So I think if if it's similar to what I saw, that's that's the way it will be. Yeah, which I think is because they haven't announced. I think they announced one match for the night one, and they haven't really announced anything for the other nights. I don't think night three even has a venue. So, yeah, from everything that I've read, it, it is basically half concert, half, like, 
get drunk and watch dudes like beat each other up or whatever. It's kind of like a fight club, uh, underground fight club thing or whatever. But hey, if you got nothing else going, it seems like a seems like a good time. I remember when you because uh, you, you went what was it a few months ago, and I think you sent some videos, and it was it looks unique. I mean, I don't know if it's quite my vibe, but uh, I mean, hey, if, yeah. if you got nothing, if you want to get drunk on uh on the nights cap, then there you go. Yeah, and it's run by uh, Casanova Valentine, and he actually posts all of the because he's done it. I think he's done eight or nine of these, or you know, maybe even more than that. But he posts the matches on his YouTube channel. So if you find him on Twitter, you actually can see some of the matches. You know, the first one that I went to had Zack Saber Jr. against Chuck Taylor, uh, which I know is on his YouTube channel. So you could check if you're interested. Or curious, you could go to that YouTube, check it out, and see, you know, watch the match and see if it's something that that interests you. So there we go. We knocked out Murder Mania too. Boom! We're doing everything here. Wow! Well, I, right. I have so many shows, and now we're adding. <laughs> we just added shows for that? me to do. <laughs> so I apologize, but hey, that's good. Uh, all right. So yeah, all this stuff running on that time too. Impact Wrestling's United We Stand. That's at 11 p.m. as well uh, from Rahway, New Jersey, and also Kaiju Big Battle is running 11:55 uh, from Laboom. So uh, tough competition for AIW, but if you're at Wayugo Hall and you're doing sort of the, we're going to stay here in New Jersey the entire day. It, you know, it'd be stupid not to go to the show and not to you know hang out there and, and check it out at 11 p.m. Kind of cap your uh your thursday night off and really ending like just a crazy crazy thursday night schedule this year uh which is i do not you know i don't envy anybody i love my favorite thing ever too is is uh and we've talked about this on a few of the previews that blood sport is going on in the middle of the day from new jersey and then immediately following blood sport immediately following josh barnett's like shoot fighting hybrid thing is interspecies wrestling boner jam four balls out i love the juxtaposition and i hope <laughs> to god like you know Frank Mir hangs around and watches a few minutes of Boner Jam 4 or like, you know, Hideki Suzuki is just like, what the fuck is Boner Jam 4? And like, hangs out. Like, I love that idea of like the crossover of, of blood sport uh, to Boner Jam 4. But I think Boner Jam 4 uh, balls out, of course, uh, leading up to uh, the AAW show should make for a pretty fun uh, night there at uh, the White Eagle Hall in New Jersey. All right, let's move on to uh, uh, another one going on on Thursday night, but this should be a pretty quick one. Kaiju Big Battle, the 25th Silver Jubilee, as we said, 11.55 from Laboom. Uh, no matches confirmed because it's Kaiju Big Battle, so what do you expect? Uh, it's going to be on the Fight Fest package as well if you want to live stream it. Uh, tickets are also available. I will be there in the front row because I've never been to a Kaiju Big Battle show in my life, and I figure, why not? You know, when you're there for WrestleMania weekend, you're hanging out. I'm already going to be at Laboom. You know why the hell not do Kaiju Big Battle? So uh, what can you? Uh, what can we kind of expect from Kaiju Big Battle? Uh might be cliche, but I guess expect the unexpected would probably be the best. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, if if you don't know about Kaiju Big Battle, it's monster fights. Um, so not to ruin the illusion, but it's wrestlers who dress up as. Gasp. Uh, what? It's not an actual uh, uh, giant creature? Hold on a minute. Yes. Hold so sorry. <laughs> Um, so you have, you know, a lot of wild, uh, characters, you know, steam powered tentacle boulder. And, uh, as you mentioned, uh, the big waffle, uh, Kung Fu chicken noodle, who's a big, uh, can of chicken noodle soup who does Kung Fu. Um, so it's just sort of a wild and crazy. It's funny because, um, it's the one, um, midnight, wrestling show in new york city proper all the other midnight shows are happening in uh, new jersey because the new york state athletic commission um, has a curfew but kaiju got around it because kaiju is categorized as performance art um 
So that's sort of the thing you'll expect. Um, I've been to a couple kaiju shows live. They're always a blast. You know, just hang out and have fun. You don't know what will happen. Um, but there's always two announcers who will keep you up on, you know, what exactly is going on because you might not even be able to follow watching it. Um, but, yeah, just go. You know, don't go expecting any kind of Matt wrestling classic yeah, put, or anything put the notebook like that. Away. Yeah, put the notebook <laughs> uh, away for Kaiju Big Battle. But, you know, go with your friends, you know, get a drink at the bar and hang out and, and have a have a good time. I remember one of my um, favorite Kaiju memories actually was the last show I went to live. They had they made a bunch of costumes for kids they made essentially the kaiju character shrunk down for the kids and the kids came in the ring and did a dance to video killed the radio star. <laughs> um, and the ring is set up to look like a tiny city. Yes. Uh, so that the monsters come in and crush the, you know, the buildings and rampage on the streets. So, you know, it's a, it's a wacky time. It's a great midnight show and it's a, at this point, a WrestleMania tradition. At this point, how many years in a row have they run? Um, so yeah, it'll it'll be a lot of fun. I recommend it if you've either never seen them or never seen them live. I would say definitely make an appearance. Yeah, it's it's a super fun. I mean, every year I, I like I always try to watch it and end up like kind of falling asleep. Not because of the show, but just because I've been watching wrestling for the last like ten hours or whatever. And I'm like, but it's always a great way to just kind of cap off the night. Uh, and especially this one, uh, you know, running on the Thursday uh, night this time. Usually, I think usually Friday night. Uh, for Kaiju Big Battle, but yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited for it. And like you said, it, it, it's very very bizarre, and I I like the idea that you now put in front of me that I can get in the ring. Uh, you said children, but I'm just going to assume that, that means anybody. <laughs> so as means the children in the inside is all that matters, not quite the size. But uh, I like that idea of, of getting in the ring. I will I will definitely you know if, if they're looking for for people, I'll, I'll do that. So uh, the only the thing I love best about Kaiju Big Battle is. Um, what I like to do is uh, try to speculate who the wrestlers are underneath the costumes. I'm I'm positive I'm 95% wrong most of the time, but it's still pretty fun. You, you know, like it's still a, a, a good thing to do and you kind of work yourself into a shoot and you assume that it's like, you know, someone. I, I feel like... I feel like Chris Hero is going to have to find a way, or Cassie Stone is going to find a way to get in there, right? Because like he, I, I know prior years, like for sure, you could tell guys were like Cassie Stone before. So I'm hoping that he like sneaks out of some like NXT, you know, meeting or whatever, and goes over to Kaiju and and does stuff, or like the DT guys maybe get involved or this year or whatever. I don't know. I'm I'm pretty excited to see uh, what eventually happens with Kaiju Big Battle, but uh, I'm yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure there's a number of DDT people who probably would be very into doing it. So um, I'm sure there will be people under there although they're very good in kaiju at um sort of disguising who it is you know you're not going to see any signature moves from anyone to go oh you know if it's you know chris hero cashew sono you're not going to say oh there's a you know rolling elbow yeah right from, yeah, at least. <laughs> there's a rolling elbow from uh steam power tentacle boulder that must be uh, chris hero I would actually enjoy. I probably like it a little bit more if they did that. It's just like you know, uh, it's some random dude. And he's just throwing Canadian destroyers and telling people stare me. You you're like, I think that might be Pentagon. You're like, I also love the idea of Pentagon Junior. Like having to wear like a uh, an octopus costume or whatever. But that, that's booking idea, by the way, Kaiju. If you want to uh, get uh, get on the horn with 
Pentagon Jr. It's definitely a good use yes, of, of your money is to, <laughs> to pay Pentagon Jr. <laughs> to be an octopus or whatever. Yeah. Although now I'm imagining him still wearing the mask underneath <laughs> right, another yeah. outfit. <laughs> right. You're like, I don't know. Is that Pentagon? You're like, I, I think it is. He's got a Pentagon mask and he's doing all of his moves. But yeah, I love that idea. But yeah, I'm super pumped for Kaiju. It's going to be a great way to cap off uh, the day. But let's move on to the next day here, Taylor. Uh, we got Shimmer 109, Friday, April 5th, 11 a.m. Also from Laboom. Are you going to go back to Laboom? Are you just going to sleep at Laboom? I'm going, I mean, I wish I could. I, so I you might want to call them. You might be able to sit yeah. there. <laughs> I love Laboom. Uh, for anyone who hasn't been there, I think it's a great wrestling venue. It's set up really well. It's a great size where it's pretty small. So almost every seat is a good seat. Um, but you don't feel like you're on top of each other. Um, so if you've never been and you're, you know, looking at the shows, I would say definitely go to Laboom. Even if you're in the general admission area, you're about 10 feet away from the ring. Um, so I, I would definitely recommend, look, if they let me sleep there, I would sleep there. I don't, I don't mind. You might want to contact them. If you're going to like seven <laughs> Laboom shows in like the span of two days, you might want to just ask if I could sleep in like the, a storage closet or something like that. Cause <laughs> it's not going to be good sleep anyway. You're just going to be excited about WrestleMania weekend. You know, you, you're not going to have time exactly. for that. But I'll be at Shimmer 109. No matches confirmed quite yet. Uh, we uh, we have word that we're going to get matches pretty soon here, but nothing officially confirmed uh, as of this recording. Uh, live stream is available via the Fight Fest package, but uh, confirmed talent, though. We do have a talent list. Uh, Delmi, Exo, Sue Young, Shotzi Blackheart, Brittany Blake, Nicole Savoy, uh, Britt Baker, Madison Eagles, Lufisto, Hyen, uh, Tessa Blanchard, Ashley Vox, Chris Statlander, uh, Leva Bates, Chris Wolf, Zoe Lucas, Cheerleader Melissa, Mercedes Martinez, Dust, Shaz McKenzie and Samantha Height. So it's a it feels very much of an authentic Shimmer lineup there. Uh, it, uh, you know, Shimmer in 2019 or 2018, you know, the, this current iteration of Shimmer lineup. Uh, ultimately, though, yeah, we'll see when the matches come down. But uh, are you pretty excited, you know, just seeing the talent list? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I was on the Shimmer preview last year that we did. Um, and I talked about the fact that I always just find this show. Uh, it's a, I think it's at a little bit of a different time than usual. Because I feel like usually it's on Friday or Saturday afternoon. Um, I don't know if I'm totally making that up, and I'm totally uh, wrong. no. You, it's usually um, I, it usually is like the four p.m. slot after like an evolve show. I think in prior years it was like after an evolve show and then before and it's like, like right before takeover. Or yeah, or right before takeover, which is, is what it would a lot at times be. Yeah, but I always find I watch the Shimmer um, WrestleMania shows every year. I always find them a lot of fun. I think Dave Prezak confirmed there's going to be eight matches. Um, so I think that's the only match information we have so far. Uh, but I always love the Shimmer shows. You know, I've debated coming out to um, the Chicago area um, to see a Shimmer taping. But yeah, the whole never, weekend, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've never made it out there, so I'm sort of glad that they're coming here to New York so I can see them live. Um, I'm excited for Chris Wolf to see Chris Wolf because she's retiring very shortly. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I've always been a big fan of hers. Um, so glad to see her live for the first time right before you know she retires. That's an exciting uh, you know, cheerleader, Melissa who I've never seen, who's sort of a shimmer, um, you know, legend, I guess. Uh, Chris Statlander, who I've never seen, who but who's getting big hype um, from pretty much everyone I know. A lot of names that, you know, a lot of people who I definitely 
uh, value their wrestling opinion have told me that she's really great. So I'm looking forward to see her. So I think it's going to be, you know, a fun show every year. They put on a great show. It's a lot of fun. So I expect nothing different. You know, we don't know the matches, but I'm not expecting anything different from this year. Yeah, and there's there's like the, the talent lineup is good. I mean, the talent lineup is is you know Shimmer's gone through a, a huge transformation in the last few years because basically everybody that they've pushed has been signed by by WWE one time or not, or you know the international talent is has become a little bit more expensive to bring over and whatnot. But I think this is pretty good. I mean, it definitely represents to me the best of what's still kind of left in the American uh, Indies in terms of women like uh, Shotzi Blackheart, who, who's you know a local. Uh, to Chicago area is, is solid. Sue Young, of course, uh, is there. Uh, you know, we said Nicole Savoy, who, who's been, you know, one of their big stars over the last few years as well. You know, your Madison Eagles, like you said, Chris Wolf. So it's a little bit of a send off even for Chris Wolf. Uh, Tessa Blanchard obviously picked, you know, pushed a, a bunch by uh, impact. And then even like your cheerleader Melissa's, who's been there forever, your Mercedes Martinez, who's kind of been there forever, uh, and your Shaz McKenzie's and whatnot. So, like, yeah, it's, it's a good lineup. Like, it, you know, depending on the, if the matches. Anything that they kind of put together with this lineup, I think, is going to be a positive show. If you're going there, if you're really into women's wrestling, you're going to get you know what you want here. It's not it's not going to be like they're they're kind of phoning it in in, in any way. And Shimmer never does. I mean, Shimmer always delivers a pretty good experience. Um, as far as other shows going on at the time too, uh, if, unless you're going to the you know the U.S. versus the World WrestleCon show, which looks pretty good, that's at 11 a.m. Uh, as well. That's in the uh, New York City Hilton Midtown. Uh, then you basically have this one. Uh, you know, we said the Shimmer 109 uh, at at Laboom at 11. And then you have Chikara at 12. So, of course, you'd have to, if you're going to the Shimmer show, you're going to miss that Chikara show. And uh, then you have IPW UK, who's announced like five people and no matches or whatnot. So, uh, yeah, if you're into like women's wrestling, I mean, it's, it's a no brainer uh, where to go at that 11 a.m. slot. So, yeah, Shimmer should do uh, pretty well for that. And, uh, and I'm kind of excited. And then you can get a whole week, uh, you know, a whole day of. Of, uh, of women's wrestling too, because you can pop over to Stardom after that, you know, because that's at 4 p.m. So I like that they're not up against each other too. That Shimmer and Stardom is is, is kind of separate, which is is going to be good. And I think you know that's kind of our next preview. And I, I wouldn't be surprised. Are you going to both of those? I imagine you're making that trip. I am going to both of those. Yes, I will be at Stardom in the front row. Yes. All right, there you go. So Stardom American Dream 2019, 4 p.m. from the NYC Arena uh, in New York. This is going to be live streaming on Fight TV, also available via the Fight Fest package. Uh, same deal here. No announced matches quite yet, but we do have confirmed talent. Uh, but even that confirmed talent is is a little. We'll get to that here in a sec to try to get an idea. So our confirmed talent is members from all Stardom factions. Is one of the confirmed talents. Uh, Britt Baker, Brittany Blake, uh, Session Moth Martina. Uh, Zoe Sky, Jamie Hader, Bobby Tyler, Bea Prisley, Sonia Strong, and Violet. But what does that member of all stardom factions mean? And can we have any hints or do you have any idea of who those people may be? So I don't know what I mean. I think they were just, I think that that sentence just means, hey, we're going to be bringing over a bunch of people. It's not just going to be, you know, one you know, one group of people. So essentially the way stardom works is that everyone is in a, is in a faction um, in a different group. Sometimes a group switch, they sometimes run a draft where essentially all the groups get mixed up, but you know, you're in a, you know, you're in a group with someone and you don't wrestle really against them that often, um, you know, similar to sort of a dragon gate style where you don't see people from the same faction, facing off all that often. So I think it's just sort of a vague, you know, we're bringing people and we've gotten, you know, I'm going and they mailed out the tickets, their physical mailed out tickets. Um, and we received the, you know, on the ticket, it's got pictures of some talent, 
So I'm assuming the people, you know, and it's the people you expect, you know, Kagetsu, uh, Hazuki, uh, Utami, you know, people like that, Jungle Kiona. So I think it's going to be the people, the, the wrestlers that people want to see are going to be there. Um, so I'm not too worried about that. Um, but we'll see. I think the fact that they sold out the show and that they have a big Cork and Hall show on the 28th is the reason why they haven't announced anything. Mm-hmm. But they're not trying to sell tickets because they've sold out. So, um, or I think they've sold out. So there's really no rush to say, hey, here are the matches because they got the people coming. Absolutely, yeah, and, and and they're kind of doing the Japan. New Japan does this a lot too, where the, the style of like we don't want to spoil our one show uh, by announcing stuff here, even though like you probably could just announce names and nobody would really care or make that connection uh, one way or another. But I, I appreciate the you know the <laughs> the ideals of being like no 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 we're gonna wait for shows to be over. And like you said, ultimately they sold out right away, so it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's uh, this one. I, I I know a ton of people are excited about too because it's just so unique to have stardom. Uh, you know, come to America and, and and do the show and run here. So I know a bunch of people are excited, and this is going to be one that I'm, I'm I, I can't wait to see how it kind of comes across uh, and how excited people are during it. Unfortunately, I will not be there because I'll be uh, at. Um, oh, actually, you know what? I don't know if I'm doing anything at this 3 p.m. time slot. I know I'm. Well, it's going to go to Mercury Rising. Maybe I'll try to move that over or or try to figure it out because this one. Um, well, I can't go anyway because tickets are sold out unless someone wants to sell me tickets. But um, I'm pretty excited to see kind of what the response is and what kind of the reaction is because yeah, it, it, it sounds like it's going to be awesome and 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 if they do truly bring those people over uh, like they said which which i would assume that they would it'd be a kind of a shitty move to just be like ah here you go here's like american indie talent like you know thank you for buying tickets we're gonna i i don't think they're gonna do that so um excited to see kind of what that happens and and, and what the reaction is off uh, of the show do you know do you have any idea what you're expecting or is it kind of tough until you know uh the matches in the lineup so they posted um on reddit i think that every match will have japanese talent some matches will just be japanese talent so they're that to me says that they're going to bring over people. Now I have no idea. You know, we talk about um, New Japan all the time. You know, do they come to America and burn good matches, or do they give people sort of secondary matches? I don't know what Stardom's thinking is going into this. I don't know if they're going to have title matches, if they'll have you know singles titles on the line or tag titles, or you know they have a trios. So I, don't, I don't know if they're going to put any of those on the line. I would think the fact that they've waited this long um, would indicate that maybe they'll have at least one title match, but I really have no feel on what they're going to put on this card. You know, it's easy when you're talking about New Japan to say, okay, we're talking about drawing, you know, what matches are going to draw in Japan, so we don't want to use those, but I don't know if that's a thought to stardom um so i'm interested to see what what sort of they come out with all right let's move on to uh final two here taylor we've done it <laughs> this marathon is almost <laughs> over but i like it we're knocking a lot of stuff out of the way right from the beginning so it's good uh black Left wrestling black craft wrestling no apologies friday april 5th 11 59 p.m way to the hall in New Jersey, available via Fight TV, the live stream, as well as Fight's uh, Game Changer Wrestling Collective package. All right. Take a deep breath here, because this is a big show for 11 <laughs> p.m., but uh, we had a tag team gauntlet match. La Familia di Tijuana, uh, Tijuana uh, Bestia 666 versus Damien, uh, and Damien 666 versus The Butcher and The Blade, Andy Williams and Pepper Parks, versus question mark, question mark, question mark. So still another team that's going to be in there. Uh, Blackcraft Women's Championship, Saria Knights uh, versus Maria Maniac. 
I, I preach. I'm not going to name all these names. This is a lot of names, so I don't know. If we, the preachers, uh, what is it? Bat, Homet, Battle Royal. I have no idea what this is. There's like 15 names. Uh, you know, Mance Warner, Connor Claxton, uh, Zicky Dice, Dick Justice. Uh, there's a lot of people. KTB, Cal the Beast, Schlack, Eric Cannon, a bunch of people. I mean, there's there's literally like 25 names there, so <laughs> we don't have time to know every single one of those. Uh, Blackcraft Heavyweight Championship match. Johnny Blackcraft, who, of course, is, is Johnny Mundo, Johnny Impact, Johnny whatever, uh, versus David Starr. Uh, the Essence, Harlow O'Hara and Viperus uh, versus Dat Squad. It's Maicho, uh, Machiko San and Lena Luck, uh, Lainey Luck. Gangrel versus Matthew Justice. Matt Cross versus Luchasaurus versus Teddy Hart versus Cortez Castro versus Phoenix versus Mecha Wolf. Also, you have Pentagon Jr. versus Simon Grin, a Devil's Den match, Jimmy Havoc versus G Raver, and then your main event, Masato Tanaka versus Chris Dickinson. Taylor, what the hell is Black Cloud Wrestling? <laughs> what is going on with the show? I'm excited for it, by the way. I'm going because I'm excited too. You can't miss this. What is this? I can't miss this. <laughs> it's also funny. We went from two shows that have no matches announced to the show that maybe has the most <laughs> that really matches does. announced. It's so many things announced for the show. There's like a you know, thousand workers on the show. I mean, that the, the championship matches or that, that, that Battle Royale is legitimately like 25 people. And then yeah. there's like another 15 otherwise. This is the most bloated show I've seen on this entire weekend. It's nuts. Although it has a little bit of a feel of a kind of spring break show because it has, you know, a battle royal. It has a, you know, Gangrel versus Matthew Justice, which probably will involve, I don't know, spirits coming out of the ring or, you know, the lights going off or something. But you also have something like Pentagon Jr., versus Simon Grimm, you know, Tanaka versus Dickinson, matches that I think could be really good. So I think just like the AIW show that we talked about, it has a good mix of sort of silly, um, funny matches, but also some matches that could legitimately be very good. I mean, I think Dickinson versus Tanaka is probably going to be really great. Uh, I love Dickinson. And I think, you know, you get put in this spot with Tanaka and you're, he's probably going to give 100%. So, Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff to kind of sink your teeth into with the show, and that's why I, I kind of have to go. I mean, Pentagon Jr. versus Simon Grimm, <laughs> it's right up my alley. Uh, and then, yeah, like you talk about that Blackcraft uh, heavyweight championship match. I mean, that, that might be one of the sleeper matches of the entire weekend if both guys go out there and deliver. I mean, people, I think, see Johnny Blackcraft and just go, ah, oh, whatever, Johnny Black. Like, no, that's like Johnny Mundo, you know what I mean? Like, he sees against David Starr, who's, you know, one of the better workers in the world right now. So that's like a match that's just like, oh, yeah, that, that sounds like pretty good. Uh, you also have Teddy Hart in like a scramble match with like Phoenix. Like, just Phoenix is just there. It's like, oh, yeah, Phoenix. Like, he's just kind of there. <laughs> all right, yeah, Phoenix. All right, cool. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, there's just so much on this show, and it's just absolutely crazy. Like, even even the Jimmy Havoc uh, G Raver, the Devil's Den match. I mean, that's going to be kind of a, a, a death match style brawl. So I'm in for that. I mean, this show just has a little bit of everything here. But wow, I, uh, it's like it's remarkable how many people are on this show. It's just absolutely nuts. But uh, I, I, I'm really looking forward to it. Sounds like a great way to cap off uh, the nights of um, you know Friday, April 5th. But I have no idea what to expect. No clue. Like I'm going in just completely open-minded, just saying, hey, I, I don't know, man, but I'm here for it. Uh, do you have any expectations for the show? No, I mean, I have no expectations. It's at midnight. I don't know if it's going to run till like, with all these matches, I'm I'm thinking, is it running till 3 a or 4 a.m.? <laughs> 5 a.m., I know. Yeah. Like, the, the goal is to just keep you there, because I think, what's the next morning at uh, the White Eagle Hall? Because I was going to say, they could just kind of keep you in the, uh, what's, what's uh, I think White Eagle Hall starts up at 12 p.m. for the Orange Cassidy thing. So the idea might be they'll just keep you there till like 7 a.m., yeah, and you're like, all right, <laughs> screw it. Like, I'll just drink some orange juice, I guess, and get going here with this Orange Cassidy show. 
Yeah, so I, I don't know. I think it's going to be another one, something something for everyone. I'm sure it'll be a, a raucous crowd at that point, as I'm sure after two days of uh, wrestling, people might be a little bit punchy. Um, but yeah, I, I'll be there. I will be attending. Uh, so I hope it's a I hope it's a good show. <laughs> it's so unique, man. There's so much on that show. I'm just I'm, I'm I can't wait for it. But uh, all right, well, final. Uh, oh yeah, what's up against that too? I should say the black Rafa, as I said if you're if you're going there, uh, really nothing else. You got Joey Ryan's penis party going out at 8:05, um, and then that this show. So I could see a lot of people if you if you really need more wrestling, if you want for more wrestling, uh, go in there and and you'll get a lot. You'll get a lot of wrestling. But uh, yeah, it's running up against nothing else. So that's it's a good idea to maybe do it. And maybe that's why it is so. Uh, such a gigantic card because everybody that's not doing anything basically could just go and do the show. So I'm uh, interested to see uh, what the what the output is. This could also be one where people are just kind of tired and exhausted, uh, both the fans and the wrestlers. So you see kind of a maybe a half-hearted show, but I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see uh, see what happens here. And there's some guys here in big spots that that'll be pretty fun to see. Uh, how they deliver. All right, Taylor. And then we wrap up uh, fittingly with the WN live experience wrap up Saturday, April 6, 2 PM from the bell house in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, no confirmed talent uh, as of yet, but we do know there's going to be a Kaiju big battle versus DDT match. So um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> so <laughs> take it away, Taylor. <laughs> what can you tell us? About well, that? I think we already talked about Kaiju big battle obviously is very silly and goofy. So I really think this is a sort of no brainer, thing to do um ddt obviously is known um maybe in some circles primarily for their comedy so i know that they're going to be down to do whatever uh, kaiju wants to do the bell house is a pretty if they're doing it in the space i think they're doing it it's a pretty big room um it has a stage so they're gonna have room to work if they want to you know wander about I don't know if they're going to be under, you know, have any rules set by the venue. But, you know, I'm sure someone will jump off of something or, you know, send someone through something. And so I think it's going to be a lot of fun um, if you're not going to the DDT show or, you know, you can't make it because you're going to something else. This would be a good way to see some of that talent. I don't know who's going to be on the show, um, but it would be a good way to see some of that talent in matches that are sort of, um, in the DDT wheelhouse, uh, in a way, um, these sort of comedy matches that may end up, I don't even know if they go with a ring for this, you know, they could just wrestle on the floor <laughs> or, you know, on the stage. So I think it'll be fun. I don't know if that's the only thing happening at this wrap up experience. Um, I don't know if they're just going to have a full show of that, or they're going to bring in other people. Um, I know originally they mentioned they were going to have ACW talent and FIP talent. I don't know if that's still happening, but, um, you know, it's going to be a fun, silly, goofy time. At that point, Saturday at 2 p.m., people might really be, you know, after that, that'll be almost three days of wrestling. So people might be pretty, uh, pretty out of it. So this is a good way, just another show to go grab a drink, hang out with your friends, and have a good time. Yeah, it feels like if you look at the poster, too, the poster is, you know, obviously like a giant hamburger with, like, wolf hands and then, like, a, a giant bird thing. Like, it, <laughs> it feels more of, like, a, a, a kaiju versus, like, I think that's one of the issues, too, is that maybe the way we're looking at this, like, you know, it's the more than mania or WWN live, you know, experience wrap-up. People might be assuming that it's going to be a little bit more of, of, you know, hey, what we're going to get from the other WWN shows or Evolve or WXW, whereas, like, the poster and kind of the the... The pricing structure, everything kind of leads to me to think it's a little bit more kaiju. 
uh, with the inclusion of DDT as well. So we don't know. I mean, th- that's all we know right now. But the poster is very kaiju-esque. You know, you know it looks like a, a comic book cover. Uh, kaiju is clearly the, the, the focal point of this. So there's a good chance, like you're saying, that people are going and maybe expecting it to be, you know, like, you know, Joe Gacy and Eddie Kingston. And I don't know that it's going to be that. Like, you know, I, I think it might be a little bit more of uh, the kaiju stuff, like you said. So it'll be interesting to see if we ever do uh, hear any more. As of this recording, that's all we know is that it's going to be a kaiju versus DDT. Uh, Double Danger Time is, is the name of the show uh, as well. So we'll see. I, I don't know. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting one. But um, Taylor, we have done it. We reached the end <laughs> of our, uh, our preview. Uh, this is good, though. We got a lot out of the way. We got a little bit from every single day. Uh, you've kind of told us a little bit of your schedule. Uh, and yeah, what, what, so what's your plan to stay like alert and awake this entire, uh, weekend? Are you like a coffee drinker? Are you, uh, I, I don't know. Like, what are you, what are you going to do to be able to make sure that you're ready to go here? Especially if you're drinking during some times, like th- that's my biggest thing is like, I'm a man that gets tired pretty easily. So I got to figure out how to, how to get this entire, cause I got a lot planned too. It's very ambitious what I'm going to be doing. So I don't know. It, it, it's going to be hard to kind of get on that one track mind and understand, okay, I got to stay up and do this sort of stuff. Do the wrestling will keep you awake or what's kind of your plan of attack? Yeah. So sadly I don't drink coffee. Uh, which is probably on a weekend like this, a negative. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know how it's going to work. I mean, the good thing is, as I mentioned, I live in New York. Um, I'm actually pretty close to Laboom. It takes only about half an hour for me to get there. So I'm hoping, you know, knock on wood, you never know with New York public transportation, uh, that that runs smoothly. So when shows end, I'm going to be, you know, the, sh- the the last bell will ring and I will be out the door going home, you know, getting sleep. But I think it'll be helpful, you know, sleeping in my own bed. That That is um, a huge advantage for you. A definite market inefficiency is sleeping in your own bed. That, that could yeah. be that big. You know, being in the city I'm, I'm familiar with, so I'm not going to have any moments of, oh, where, you know, where am I going? Oh, I'm getting lost. Oh, I'm in the wrong place, which always, you know, can put a damper on things. So I'm just hoping, you know, I've never done, I think the last, I think I counted yesterday or maybe the day before. And I think I was planning on doing 12 shows, um, which I went to Japan two years ago. And I think I did 14 shows in 13 days, uh, which is a little bit more spread out, but I'm hoping that that was a little bit of preparation for um, this. Obviously it's much more condensed putting it in four days as opposed to, 13 days but you know i'll make it through i love wrestling so as long as i'm having a good time i'll be able to you know <laughs> muster the energy and and get through it yeah absolutely the love of wrestling will, will, will unite us all and yeah i think yeah <laughs> sleeping in your own bed is going to help a lot yeah versus like random hotels or uh except if you do that one laboom overnight that might that might hurt you i mean yeah it, that it, might it, really put <laughs> that might that might backfire on that might backfire fast. the travel you'll, you'll reduce your travel but you might uh greatly uh, increase your tiredness if you're sleeping in a room closet at Laboom or whatever. So <laughs> I, maybe don't do that. Maybe, maybe go back to your own bed and, and, and sleep. But uh, Taylor, thank you so much for helping us preview this. Uh, before we let you go, uh, you want to get your plugs out of the way again where people can uh, read and, and, and listen to some of your work and where they can follow you as well. Yes, thanks for having me. Uh, as I mentioned, on all social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, then it's T-A-M-A-I-M-B-O. Uh, you can catch me writing for Voices of Wrestling or appearing on various podcasts. As I mentioned, at this point, it's probably out, but I was on the last episode of Wrestling Omakase. We talked about um, All Japan, DDT, and the New Japan Cup. Uh, so check that out. 
All right, Taylor, thank you so much for helping us preview this, and we'll see you WrestleMania weekend. See you there. All right, we are back with another one of our WrestleMania weekend previews here. We are with Andrew Sinclair, and we're going to talk about Impact Wrestling's United We Stand. Andrew, how are you doing? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Thank you. All right, let's, uh, before we get to this, uh, this Impact uh, show, which actually looks pretty fun uh, on paper, let's, uh, let's get your plugs out of the way here. So uh, where can people follow you? Where can people read some of your work, both wrestling and non-wrestling, and uh, anything else that you need to plug? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at AMSinclair97, and here at the Wonderful Voices of Wrestling, I am the weekly Impact columnist and, for my sins, the resident Scottish wrestling expert. <laughs> yes, yeah, so there was nobody else that could possibly help us preview this Impact Wrestling but you, so you're the perfect one to do this. Uh, let's go over this card here, because this is actually a pretty fun card. Impact uh, you know, kind of has run prior WrestleMania weekends, and and sometimes it's kind of a joke what they've, they've come with, or they're in like some weird area. I, remember, I think last time they were in New York, they ran some place like very, very far away, so they were like tangentially a part of uh, WrestleMania weekend or whatnot. But this is like a legit, pretty good card and a pretty fun one here uh, from the Rahway Wex, uh, Rec Center, uh, 11 p.m., and this is going to be on the... Uh, Thursday. Um, sorry, one second. I don't know why. Yeah, I think it's top to bottom one of the more interesting cards of the weekend. There's some stuff on there, I think, kind of for everyone, and there's some stuff that fits the bill of being WrestleMania weekend, and you know you won't see it anywhere else, and you probably wouldn't want to. But there's also some stuff on there that I think would be fun no matter where it would happen. Absolutely, yeah. So we'll run down the card here real quick. We have LAX, Santana, and Ortiz versus Ricky Martinez and Loki. Uh, we got a knockout championship, Taya Valkyrie defending her title against Jordan Grace, Rosemary, and Katie Forbes. Uh, we have an X Division championship match with Rich Swan versus Yamato uh, from Dragon Gate, uh, Dragon Gate fame. Ultimate X, Jay Chris, Coda Brazil, Jack Evans, Dante Fox, Pat Buck, and Question Mark. So we're not sure who that one is quite yet. Uh, Lucha Underground versus Impact, Aerostar, Drago, Daga, uh, and King Cuerno versus Brian Cage. Jenny Impact, Moose, Eddie Edwards, Tessa Blanchard versus Joey Ryan, a Monsters Ball match, Sammy Callahan versus Jimmy Havoc, and of course, uh, presumably our main event here, Pentagon Jr. and Phoenix versus Rob Van Dam and Sabu. My God, that is, uh, that's a hell of a show. Yeah, it's great. I think there's some really interesting stuff, and they've done a good job of cooperating with a variety of different promotions <clears throat> to do some quite interesting stuff. I think that's one of the interesting things about Impact in uh, you know the last year and, and and now in 2019 is that because their actual talent roster is is as low as it is and they're not really what they were five ten years ago or whatnot in terms of like a, a nationally touring brand with a whole giant roster of people and stuff. It's led to the ability to have more cards like this because this feels almost one of the more kind of super showy super shows of the entire weekend because like you have Yamato in there for the X Division title he's against Rich Swan or whatever so uh you know as I mentioned Jimmy Havoc coming in to do the Monsters Ball with you know Sammy Callahan you got the Lucha Underground versus Impact because they have like tentacles in a bunch of different places and with a bunch of different companies that led to them like being able to book this like it's a super show, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of people that maybe aren't regulars to Impact, but have you know tangential connections to Impact Wrestling, and and and, and yeah, like ultimately, it, it it it's kind of like a one of the more star-studded shows of the entire weekend. Well, I think that kind of summed up by the Ultimate X match, where Jake Crist is the Impact guy, and then Dante Fox comes in through the Lucha Underground relationship. Mm-hmm. They're using WrestlePro's home venue, so that's where Pat Buck comes in. They worked with MLW to ensure the talent was available, so Cota Brazil gets his chance. And then Jack Evans has done some stuff when they've been to Mexico, plus whoever the sixth person might be. And with all the talent that's in uh, New York for WrestleMania weekend, that could genuinely be 
almost everyone other than Ethan Page, who seems to be working everywhere else. Absolutely, yeah. So again, Impact Wrestling United, we stand on the Thursday, uh, starts at 11 p.m. from the Rahway Rec Rec Center uh, in Rahway, New Jersey. Uh, Available on the Fight Fest package as well, if you want to watch that. Uh, I think it'll also be on uh, streaming on Fight as well, normally, and tickets are obviously still available uh, as well. As far as what's going up against this show, to give you an idea, I mean, DDT is at 8 p.m., so I think it's going to be a little tricky to do DDP and uh, DDT and then move your way over uh, to Impact, but it's possible you can do that. Uh, Also, Kaiju big battle uh, as well as uh, aiw slumber party massacre is running up against it so not the stiffest competition like if you're looking for like a kind of a pure wrestling show uh the impact definitely i think will will, will be that for you uh if you're into kind of the, the comedy of course you're going to go to kaiju and then if you're in for kind of variety uh you got the aiw show so a lot going on in that time slot and, and a lot of options uh, that people can pick from but uh andrew if you were going to pick uh the impact wrestling show i'm sure you'll be watching it as well what's a match that maybe you're looking forward to the most I think the one that intrigues me the most is Rich Swan against Yamato for the X Division title because Yamato's not wrestled in the United States for seven years. So that'll be quite cool. And I know his Dreamgate title run soured a few people on him because it got quite boring by the end, but he's still one of the Dragon Gate talents I really enjoy. And I think Rich Swan's been killing it in impact when he's had bigger opportunities. So I think the match should be super fun. And they worked together when, when Swan spent some time out in Japan with Dragon Gate before, so they'll know each other reasonably well as well. Yeah, there's a nice little connection there with with, with Swan and Yamato because if people don't remember, uh, and, and a lot of people might, you know, that listen to this, that Rich Swan was, uh, you know, pretty active in Dragon Gate for many, many years. So this is a nice, it's not just a random collection of two dudes who who are good workers, you know, in a fun match. It's like, it's got that Dragon Gate connection with it. And and yeah, seeing Yamato uh, is, is, is a rarity. Like, he's a guy that just does not pop up a bunch of times uh, in America, like you said, seven years since he's been there. So I'm really looking forward to that one too. Uh, unfortunately, I have tickets to Kaiju Big Battle, so I will not be at the show, but uh, <laughs> I will definitely be watching this as soon as I can because it just looks awesome on paper uh as far as uh you know one match i've I've been asking some people this as well is there a match that maybe we kind of glossed over we went over really quickly that has the potential to be really good kind of a sleeper match of the the night for impact i think the ultimate x match probably just because of the guys that are in it and i think i don't think they're going to announce the sixth person till the night so that adds a level of intrigue i know someone i'd love to see would be jigsaw because I think he's super underused, and he always pops up around WrestleMania weekend. But I don't know who it will be. But there's an X Division title shot on the line, so it would be an interesting way to bring someone new into the company if they're going to go for that. But I think Dante Fox, AR Fox, is one of my favorite wrestlers. So he should be great in this high-flying environment. And I, I think Jake Chris takes big bumps. He might not be the greatest worker, but he does take big bumps. And it's a nice chance for like Jack Evans, Koto Brazil, to do something slightly different. Uh, and Pat Buck is a good promo and stuff. So I think it's just interesting in a totally random mishmash of guys. So it could be quite entertaining. Yeah, I'm re- I'm really into the uh, Jay Chris uh, Dante Fox to see who can who can try to kill themselves more. Like those two <laughs> dudes go out of their way to try to find a way to 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 take the biggest most hellacious bumps. So I wonder if they'll be ke- continuing to kind of <laughs> challenge each other on this one night. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you speak to those two guys, especially in an Ultimate X, and an Ultimate X is like a really cool format of a sh- uh, of a match too. So it's like there's a good chance it's going to be good, even even you know on a surface level, like even the most basic. Uh, Ultimate X match is still a pretty solid one, so I'm pretty excited for that. And and there's some just random stuff on the show too that I think really stands out to me. Like uh, Lucha Underground versus Impact, I think has not been talked about a lot, but uh, that's one that really. I mean, Aerostar Drago, Daga, and, and King Cuerno versus Brian Cage, Johnny Impact, Moose, and Eddie Edwards. I mean, that's star-studded affair there, especially the Impact side with Cage, Impact, Moose, and Edwards as as, as some of their most pushed commodities. Uh, you know, against that Lucha Underground talent, that's that sounds awesome. That's like kind of a match that that you wouldn't see anywhere else. It it feels super unique to this show. 
I think it's interesting, but I think also it'll be interesting to see what actually happens because I think it was Dave this week and the, and the Observer was saying that King Cuerno wouldn't be appearing because of his legal issues with Lucha Underground. Impact haven't confirmed that, but I expect he won't be there. So he'll end up being replaced probably by Dragon Azteca or, or someone like that. But I think the match will still be super fun. Uh, but my only concern is that it will bleed into kind of impact canon a little bit. And maybe the story will be that uh, Johnny Impact and Brian Cage just can't cooperate. They mm-hmm. hate each other so much. And they will cost their team the match. And then that footage will then be used on Impact to promote their title match at Rebellion at the end of April. Well, way to go. Way, um, way to ruin think... my interest level. Thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> but you're right. You're right. I mean, of all the ones that like, because a lot of these matches we're going to talk about feel like one-off, like, as yeah. I said, super show matches, whereas that one has probably the most storyline implications. And if you want to get something out of the show that you can use, as you said, for the next pay-per-view or the next big show or throughout TV, you, I, I you're probably right. Yeah. I think something worth watching, though, is Dagger is someone that Scott, uh, Scott Demore and Don Callis are reportedly quite high on and they really like. So I think if that Lucha Underground team does win for as much as Lucha Underground is still even a functioning promotion, he will probably be the one who gets the most shine because he's the guy they like the most. Yeah, and the two matches I really, really want to talk about here, the ones that just really stand out to me because they're just so unique and, and have a chance to be really good as well. Um, uh, Monsters Ball... Uh, the Sammy Callahan versus Jimmy Havoc match. I mean, that is going to be a brawl. It's going to be bloody. It's going to be weapons. It's going to be plunder. Uh, are, are you looking forward to it as much as I am? I can't believe I've, I've turned into a Sammy Callahan guy, even though I used to hate him. But he's really embraced the, the plunder, and I like it. You know, especially with Slammiversary last year, where I think he he really took that next step up in a Pentagon Junior match. And and since that point, I've really kind of embraced Sammy a bit. And you're against Jimmy Havoc, you know, one of the best brawlers, one of the best you know sort of bloody brawl guys uh, in the world right now. So I, I I can't wait for that Monsters Ball with Sammy Callahan and Jimmy Havoc. I think that should be great fun. I mean, the MLW stuff didn't really click, but they had a match on Impact Show in the UK last September, which was really good fun. And I think WrestleMania with a much hotter crowd and much more engagement, I think would just be a load of fun. And I mean, yeah, I'm kind of becoming a Sammy Callahan guy, as as cringy as that makes me feel. So I think it's nice to see him get his chance to kind of spread his wings in singles environment and not part of OVE stuff that, that I normally see in Impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and the percent chance that somebody gets put into the thumbtacks on this match, like it's it's a hundred, right? <laughs> like there's at least a hundred, yeah, yeah, hundred and fifty percent chance <laughs> that Sammy Callahan takes a bump, or and that's the thing too is and now the entry because if it's if there's an abyss monsters ball match, you know who's going into the, the thumbtacks. Yeah. It's abyss. If there's an abyss match, you know who's going into the thumbtacks. It's always abyss. This yeah. one, I, it, Callahan or Havoc, I don't know. It could be both. Could be either. I, I that's so without abyss, it, it, the monsters ball match takes on a whole new meaning because now one of these I two men, but we don't know who is going to go into thumbtacks. So. This is the perfect bingo card match where you can just line up all the things you expect to see and then drink <laughs> for each one. So it's like Callahan spits in front of the hard cam, boom, two shots. And then <laughs> right. the thumbtacks, the table, maybe a bit of glass, uh, a railroad spike, the throwback to the Pentagon match, everything and anything they can find in Railway, New Jersey, which I'm sure you can find anything, will probably be there. So it should be a good laugh anyway. Uh, and then we cannot finish our preview without talking about pentagon jr and phoenix versus rob van dam and sabu andrew what are your expectations for sabu and rob van dam at this point in 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 2019 i i don't even know what to say about this i saw (laughs) rob van dam in i mean it's icw so i've got to quantify with that but i saw him live november 17 
and he looked every bit of 46. And now he's even older. I think him and Sabu's combined age is 102. I don't know what you can expect from them at this point. Um, and like Pentagon and Phoenix are great, but obviously they have loads of bookings this weekend. This probably isn't a match they can afford to dog it in because it will be really bad. But I think the kind of extreme stipulation, there'll be a load of fun bumps. Sabu's a nutter, so you can guarantee he'll do something ridiculous. And it probably will only go like 10 minutes. So it should, right. be, a good, it should be good fun. Yeah, it, I have no idea what to expect either. Like, I, I know Pentagon and Phoenix. I mean, they're wrestling a thousand times this weekend. Phoenix has like nineteen matches and and whatnot. At some point, he's going to have to tire out. I would assume, but you never know. Uh, I, 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 Van Dam is yeah, like you said. There, there's an idea of what Rob Van Dam is, and he's just. I mean, he's run a hard style for like the last two, three decades at this point. So he's really yeah. slowing down. And Sabu, I mean, Sabu was kind of like toast in like 1997. <laughs> but unfortunately, <laughs> it's 2019. And he's even more weird and crazy or whatnot. So I don't know if he's going to embrace this moment as something like really cool and try to go out there and, 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 and have an incredible match. Or if he just sees this as a payday and whatever, give me the check and I'm out of here. And let me do, you know, I'll do a fucking, I'll do one jump off of a chair and then I'm kind of done. And I'll just kind of loaf around. And, you know, it's 11 p.m. It's late in the night for Sabu too. So hopefully they have people like with him all day to try to ensure that like, because, you know, <laughs> Sabu can can you know find his way into some some trouble uh, pretty often. So uh, hopefully they just lock him in a room and just go, no, you stay here and you don't move until we tell you to move. But uh, yeah, I have no idea. I mean, this could fluctuate in any different way. This could be an absolute train wreck of a match that absolutely sucks and it's just like, oh come on, like what a joke. Or it could be just incredible. Like a Sabu and Rafa Dam go out there and go, like let's just kill it with these guys and, and Pentagon and Phoenix do. Like I have no idea what to expect. It could be any of those two. I feel like it's not going to be in the middle. You know what I mean? No. It's going to be one of those, like, it's either the best thing of the entire weekend or the worst thing of all the weekend, and I, there's no in-between for it. It'll be like that David Arquette Nick Cage match where it was either going to be absolutely ridiculous or just a drizzling shit. Right, so right, yeah. <laughs> I I think it could be loads of fun. I think Pentagon and Phoenix have the kind of crowd interaction. It's got the nostalgia element, so it should be fun at the bare minimum as long as it doesn't go really long for the sake of going long because i think that's where van damme and sabu are going to get their age and stuff is going to be magnified where it looks this is just uncomfortable to watch right um so, so you mentioned oh go ahead yeah sorry i was just gonna say especially when there is another tag team match on the show that could be an awful lot more fun not just that the eight man but the lax against uh, loki and ricky martinez so it could be in a position where you've had some really, really fun wrestling and then that comes along and it's just like, I don't even, what, what is this? Right. And I think that's maybe a benefit to this. And, and that's maybe a, a reason why the rest of the show, I think, is 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 filled with a lot of really good matches. Because if, if I think that probably the impact wrestling expectation is like, yeah, this this might be a train wreck. Like, if it's good, that's good. Like, we're great. And, and that's fine. But the idea, hopefully, is that like everything else on the show is really good. And then if this match is 10 minutes of just like madness and craziness and, and it's kind of weird or whatever, that you won't feel let down because you've gotten, you know, two hours of really great wrestling up until that point. And then you got to see Sebu, you know, and Rob Van Dam and you're like, hey, all right, cool. Like, so that if it, it is. But yeah, the idea is like, keep this one short, you know, either way, even if it's going to be good, I would keep it short. And even if it's going to be bad, I would keep it like you said, five, 10 minutes max for these guys uh, and, and really just maximize the time that you have with them as opposed to making this like 20, 25 minutes, because that's when it can really get into a uh, uh, dangerous territory. But you had mentioned the, uh, the Lucha uh, Underground versus Impact. And I think, um, 
you know, other matches for people that don't watch Impact or don't follow, are there any other matches that play into storylines or any other matches that sort of have implications for the future uh, of Impact Wrestling? Is there anything? Because I know, unfortunately, Andrew, you, you are watching every single week, but uh, as we can tell from the numbers and unfortunately the move to pursuit, uh, a lot of people have dropped off. For those who are not watching every single week, you know, what is sort of the, uh, the storyline implications for some of the other matches going on? Well, I mean, the Tessa Blanchard Joey Ryan match is very much not for me, and that I I can't see Tessa Blanchard moving towards this big match with Gail Kim, probably at Rebellion, and maybe maybe even again at Slamversary in the summer. I can't see that an intergender match with Joey Ryan has any impact on that at all, and it's probably a match I'm going to skip um, because Joey Ryan's not my thing. But the only other match I can see having well the, the ultimate x match there is an x division title shot on the line right and i'm unsure where the x division is going to figure up at the pay-per-view in april so it might be an interesting way to introduce a new talent who maybe they're going to get to wrestle rich swan there maybe if you give it to jake christ he'll it'll be him against rich swan or he'll give it to zami callahan or whatever that may be or they bring in just a random and it's on maybe one of impacts twitch or one night only specials um, it might mean nothing for the main canon, and the only other the only other one might be the knockouts title match with Taya defending in a four way. Her feud with Jordan Grace at the moment that's building towards a match of the pay per view. So I assume maybe I have no idea who Katie Forbes is. So I assume she's eaten the pin because she's the non impact regular. I assume maybe Grace is in a position to pin her. Taya steals the pin because she's a heel, and that's what heels do. And there's a bit of heat there. But beyond that, I think most of it will be non-canon, which should be good fun. Nice standalone show. Yeah, I think uh, Katie Forbes. She uh, she does like a lot of uh, northeastern uh, wrestling. I think she does with Shine and 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 Wow. I think she's on Wow right now. And I believe I don't don't conf- I, I can't confirm this, but I believe she is uh, dating uh, Rob Van Dam. So not that that is a reason why she got booked oh. for the show, but I'm sure it didn't hurt uh, for the booking. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that's true. I know I've seen them in pictures together and they have like little hearts and stuff all over it. So she's either a really, really big fan of Rob Van Dam or they're indeed dating. So um, there's that. So yeah, this is uh, Impact Wrestling United. We stand, uh, I said Thursday, uh, start time 11 p.m. from the Rahway Rec Center on Rahway, New Jersey. You can watch on Fight TV, also a part of the Fight Fest package. All right, Andrew, before we let you go, you want to let us know a little bit about, uh, again, where we can follow you, uh, where we can read some of your work. Uh, yeah, most of it's Voices of Wrestling, Weekly Impact columns, and Scottish Wrestling when I feel I have to. And then you can follow me on Twitter at amsinclair97 for ramblings about most things. And will you be watching the show live, or are you going to have to... Uh, I, I don't know how that time sort of matches up with you. That might actually be perfect for you, right? 11pm on in, in East Coast time? Is that alright for you guys, or... Well, that would be 4 a.m. here, and I think I'm the only Euro on the Voice of Wrestling team who actually goes to bed at a reasonable hour. Oh, so you're one of those weirdos that actually sleeps. Yeah, you're, are you sure yeah. you're from Europe? Are you sure? Because, like, the rest yeah. of you guys do not. Like, I do not, for the life of me, understand how you guys watch the wrestling that you watch and how often you're watching, like, shows. And so, okay, so you go to bed, so you'll you'll have to watch it then when you when you wake up then. That's there fine. is no way I'll be awake at 4 a.m. in the morning. Unless, <laughs> you're a good unless, sleeper, too. Unless yeah. I started drinking early the day before. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I can't. And if I am, I'm not going to be in a state to watch Rob Van Dam and Sabu without breaking things. So 
I will watch it on delay, probably. All right. So, uh, any other plan for that weekend of of, of what you're going to watch? Like any sort of plan of attack? Because obviously, you're not coming over. Uh, you, you're staying where you know in Europe. So, are are you? Uh, do you have like a plan of attack for watching some of these shows, or it, because of the timing, it's going to be a little weird? Or are you just going to watch stuff on, on on VOD? I don't know. I've not really studied the weekend and worked out what I want to watch yet. I think I know I would like to see the WXW kind of the Euro promotions, what they do, yeah, and DDT in America because that that's obviously interesting. Uh, and then beyond that, probably take over, and I'll probably end up watching WrestleMania. Although that'll probably take me about four sittings to get to. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, gonna be right, right state of mind for that one for sure. Yeah, that uh, that guy is there's, gonna there's be a long two, one. There's, I think there's too many shows for me to try and even keep on top on, and there's too much stuff going on that I just I don't see the point of buying whole shows for when I want to see maybe one match. So we'll have to wait for some kind soul to put it in a more acceptable place for most things yeah and, and you're in a good spot too if, if you're not planning on watching stuff live uh you're not going to wake up early that, is that you can sort of pick and because there's this pressure that if it's going on live like hey i better watch it you know I'm, I'm here i'm sitting here i'm watching it whether you know me going there live or people that are, are, are gonna be at home watching on, on on fight tv or the fight fest package or whatever is if you're there and like the show's going on like yeah of course i'll watch it or whatever where you're in a, a situation where if you're not going to watch stuff live you can pick and choose so if you hear that x show was an absolute train wreck then good i'll skip that one don't need to watch that but if you hear that you know why is was an incredible show that people you know maybe didn't think was going to be that good now you can you know on demand watch that later so that's the benefit of of maybe not watching live is that pressure to watch everything is, is lessened and now you can sort of pick and choose what you want you know as the weekend progresses which is probably a much better way to go about it because <laughs> it's always like we always get excited about wrestling weekend and i love it we're doing this whole little thing but a lot of the shows don't deliver on the level that we kind of assume they will because everyone's tired it's just a gigantic weekend and and they just can't possibly deliver on the level that everybody thinks so uh you're actually in an, in a pretty good position there to kind of pick and choose what you want so uh, that'll be good. But Andrew, thank you again uh, for helping yes, us preview this Impact United. We stand again Thursday, 11 p.m. Railway Rec Center, Railway, New Jersey. Watch online at Fight TV or the Fight Fest package. Andrew, thank you so much, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. No problem. Thank you.